Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Let's get nasty on a Monday. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, and Anthony Stalter. Shohei Otani, boy, I don't know how he's going to make ends meet after <laughs> signing a $700 million deal with the Dodgers over the weekend. Well, Anthony, cut that in half for taxes. Yeah, Agent fees. Agents. The cost of internet is going up True. all the time. He better make sure he bundles. Jet things. fuel can't be, can't be cheap. <laughs> so he was signed with the Blue Jays on Friday. Then he actually signed with the Dodgers over the weekends, this was always the landing spot. It was always going to be the Dodgers. I like the way you last that. year. Landing spot, based on the fact that there was a plane that landed in Toronto that day. Yeah. However, with the, with the dude from Shark Tank, Robert Hershevik. He's on. Uh, I, Marshy, I sent you this in your Twitter messages. He's on Overdrive. Uh, Jamie McLennan, Jeff mm-hmm. O'Neill, like in Toronto, TSN, their radio. He's on Overdrive today. At some point, going to talk about how he was misperceived as Shohei Otani. That's great. And he's kind of giggling about the whole thing. He probably wishes he was, right? Uh, At this point. Although he's probably doing okay. Yeah, Yeah. he's fine. (laughs) 700 million. So the Dodgers, the Dodgers a year ago, we talked about it. They were way too quiet. They were way too quiet in free agency. They were lying in the weeds. They knew they they were going to make a strong push for Shohei Otani. I didn't think they were going to do it. You were steadfast on yep. this. I will give you full credit. From the moment they signed pretty much nobody last year, you said on these airwaves, that's because they're waiting for Shohei Otani. And I thought, okay, it makes sense. But then I also thought, ah, it's the Dodgers. They could do whatever the hell they want now and right. still get Otani. Right. So I thought, yeah, now you're 100% right. You're well, vindicated, my Well, friend. thank you, Jamie. I appreciate Enjoy that. Enjoy the moment. I'm not going to enjoy it because he's a Dodger. I said on Friday it would have been fine had he gone up to Toronto. Stay in the American League. <laughs> no, but he's a Dodger, and now it's Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts oh, and on, Will Smith and Shohei Otani. <laughs> Do you think this works out, though? For who? Seven. I mean, 700. Well, it's going to work out for, for Otani. But this is one player. One player making seven hundred million. Jamie, you had mentioned you think it before. Betts is jealous? He doesn't care. No, I don't think anybody's jealous. I'm just talking about one one player for one team. Uh-huh. Like this can't work out, right? I I don't know. Look, if the Yamamoto rumors are somewhat true, and the Dodgers are still in on him, that's going that's going to be a billion dollars on for two, two, players. Players. two players. How do you? How do you survive on that? Even when you're the Dodgers and you're a big media market. Like, this can't work, right? There's got to be some sort of balance here 
from the baseball mm. gods. Hell, it hasn't worked. They've only won one World Series out of all the years that they've been competitive. Great point, and Marsh. it was a COVID, COVID year. year. I was listening to somebody talk about, yeah, Dodgers haven't won since 88. I'm like, oh, they won in the COVID year. Nobody remembers it. No one cares. Like, nobody cares. Nobody counts it. Yeah. Show me time. What time. So one player, $700 million. I'm not saying he's not... He's not worth the contract because obviously somebody's willing to pay it. That's always my rule. Well, there were more than one willing to pay it. Sure. Apparently the Blue Jays were ready to offer the exact same contract. <laughs> so many teams, mul- not many, multiple teams were willing to pay the 700 freight. Is this good for baseball, do you think? you got, just on paper, you've got the Phillies, you've got the Braves, you've got the Dodgers, you've got who? The Astros, the Rangers. Up in the top echelon, yeah. we got the Mets. I mean, they may not be right now, them. but the Mets, who knows? Steve Cohen might just pay somebody stupid money just because. He might, but looking at the... I'm just talking about looking at looking at the rosters on paper. We watch... You know, you watch the NFL, and boy, there's some bad games. Marsh, you saw one yesterday. Stalter Sackup really Ooh. tried to sink your Vikings. Wow. Hey, what a gutsy performance. What a gutsy performance. That defense, man. There's they're, they're something else. Low, lowest scoring game in an indoor, indoor venue in oh, NFL man. history. So... The NFL, the NFL's got some rough games. There's some, the, the product isn't always high quality, but like everybody's in it for the most part. Unless you're a Carolina Panthers fan, a Chicago Bears fan, like a New England, New hey, England Patriots sleep fan. Don't on the Bears, man. Okay. They've been winning some games. Seriously, I don't even want to talk about the Bears today. But there's, oh, why is that? Because your team's full of a bunch of frauds? Probably. Oh, man, yeah, that's right. I forgot that's, about that's that. A, that's a harsh statement. Coming from your Vikings who put up three points. Hey, a W's a W, baby. That's My true, goodness. especially We're in the NFL. W's like Jameis Winston. There you go. But in the NFL, there's, there's at least parity. Like, all the games are coming down to the wire. You don't really know what's going to happen. It's the ultimate drop. Baseball, even though you had the Diamondbacks making their run, you look you look on paper, you're like, oh, okay, it's four teams. Four teams. That's it. If you're the Cardinals, you can't comp- you, you're not going to compete with this on paper. Anthony, you just got to get in. You just got to get in. Okay, but that's... So that leads me to what we <laughs> talked about. I came in today hot on this a little bit because... We here in Cardinal Nation hate that sentence. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is get in and you never know. Yeah, it's very complacent. And then as soon as somebody pushes back, you go, hey, how about 06? Huh? Huh? How about that? <laughs> how about 11? Just get in, baby. Okay. So now here we are in the present. I'm not going to talk about 06 and 11 because mm-hmm. that drives me crazy too when I hear that, like going yeah. back in history. In the now, there's no way the Cardinals would ever pay a billion dollars for two players, let alone 700 for one player. So are we finally willing to somewhat embrace, let's just get in and you never know, and hear me out. Based on the signings that Dodgers have made and what they could potentially make, and then also watching some of the catastrophic disasters in the Mets and in the Padres last year, who ended up with the same amount of playoff games as the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. but spending quadruple and double their payroll. Right. Are we finally in the the camp of not just getting players from the people, but getting players that can get you into the playoffs, and we go from there? All right. So we... (laughs) You set you set you set everybody in motion here on a Monday. I'm just saying everybody's fire everybody's gonna be fired up. People are gonna be fired up in the snake pit, our Air Alliance team YouTube channel at 101 ESPN STL. If you wanna leave some mic drop via the free 101 ESPN app, responding to what Jamie just said. I'll give you my answer. I'm not gonna be okay with it until there's a direction 
with with the organization. I don't feel there's much of a direction with the organization. For example, the Rays don't spend anything, but they're smart, they're savvy. If you're going to be smart and savvy, I'm okay with you not spending. If you're going to be the ultimate talent talent evaluators, I'm okay with it. If you're going to zig while everybody else is zagging, I'm okay with it. But you got to think outside the box. Signing Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson and Sonny Gray, that's not really signing outside. You oh, just filled you just you're filled your up 330 you plus year olds. You just filled your rotation. That's all you did. You just filled your rotation. I don't know what the actual so game what plan else? is. What's the other? What's the pivot then? The pivot to you me. You can't just say you don't like it and offer me no solution. The pivot to me would t- would be to build, and it would t- it'd take a little bit, but to build the absolute best starting starting rotation and bullpen that talent can like talent evaluation can provide. Notice I didn't say spending because I because obviously you're not gonna. That's the whole thing. You're not gonna spend to that degree. Yeah. But if they're if they built a pitching staff. And through all their investments behind building an absolute disgusting pitching staff, but they had to do it in a way that was more like more cardinal like. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm not good with just get in if you're gonna do the bare minimum. Okay, so so let's bring it right back now. Do you really feel like Lance Lynn, Gibby, and Sonny Gray are the bare minimum? Yes. How can you say that? Because they're, Sonny Gray might not be, okay, but... Okay, but then you can't just blanket it. Well, that's the bare minimum. That is the bare minimum. How? Because they had to have somebody in the rotation. So who else are you getting for those price tags that you think no, can no, no, pitch? No, 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 I'm fine with it yeah, because, because they had to do it right now. But moving forward, knowing that everybody is spending what they're spending, you better be drafting the best the best possible pitchers in the draft, year in and year I out. I agree. Like stockpile, but pitching. I think the Cardinals are another full season away from that herd of young pitchers making an impact. We're saying the same thing. I agree. There's nothing they could have done this offseason. Correct. Like Shohei Otani just signed for 700 million. Now we're having this conversation. I'm not bemoaning what they did, but this is also part of what the Cardinals have done in the past. Where it's like, let's see here. It's the grocery shopping yeah, thing that I always bring had up. To. Noticing now the margin between what some of these big market teams are willing to spend or able to spend. In any order, able and willing, whatever it is. Yeah. And what you're not able or willing to spend, like maybe it's always been that way, but this is just the first time we look at because it, it's a 700 million. Then I think it's worse that the Cardinals have operated this way. You bite your tongue. Because the Rays have done it much better then. Yeah, but okay, so, so exactly. So to flip that devil's advocate here, the Rays just get in. Yeah, but the Rays get in. But the Rays get the in Diamondbacks all the time. Just get in, and they've got good young talent. And I'm like, hey, you know what? This team ain't bad. Like their their talent eval- talent evaluation is off the charts. If you want to be like a version of the Rays, great. Then be a version of the Rays and scout better than anybody. Yeah, Fleece teams. We know that's not happening. You know right what? The now. Brewers do that too. The Brewers never have the best team on paper. Always kicking your ass, though, the last couple of years. Why? Because their talent evaluation is off the charts. You see what I'm saying? Well, those those teams are all regular season teams. We go back to the COVID year, right? Look at look no at the disagreement. Rays. Look at the Rays. They went to, they went to the World Series that year. Right. They're a regular season team. Other than the COVID year, they're not that good in the playoffs. No disagreement. Same with the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers have made it to LCS, sure, and LCS and whatnot, but right. they have yet to, other than the COVID year, win a World Series. 
they are a regular season team. They dominate in the regular season, but that's why they won in 2020 because that was a essentially oh, it's a shortened year. It was a shortened year. No, I, listen, Marsh, you're absolutely right. I, there's no refuting that. What I'm saying is the Rays and Brewers are spending less than you, and still right. better than you. Like there's got to be okay. So you can't spend, right? You can't spend. To Jamie's point, you can't spend with with what the league is spending. So we just got to kind of do our thing. Ugh. Okay. Well, the Rays and the Brewers are spending less than you, and, and they got better rosters. Well, they got better scouting. Exactly. Let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. So it's off fine. your scouting, you can't spend $700 million fine, but you better pay in something else. And I've said that from the beginning. Remember I told you two years ago, I said increasing payroll doesn't necessarily mean players. Right. Expanding your staff, the pitching lab, which apparently the Cardinals haven't gotten the the pigeon carrier hasn't come yet with the letter to say, hey, you there guys you should go. have a pitching lab. Bare minimum. I totally agree with that. But that to me is a side note. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm talking about spending the money on the actual players to get on the diamond. And if the bar has been set with what those big market teams are doing and what they're willing to just throw around, whether it's smart or frivolously, the Cardinals can't do that. So the get in and you never know has to apply. You just mentioned like the pitching lab. I couldn't help but think. Shout out to my dad. He's it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, well, dad! Happy birthday, happy dad! Birthday. Happy birthday, dad! Uh, he when I was younger, he he he's always been you he know. Had you hooked up in a lab? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get electrocuted every time you touched the sandwich? Boy, a lot's coming back to me now. <laughs> no, he built he built like this makeshift like little pitching stand thing. That's where I feel like the Cardinals have. Like they built, they yeah, like built. BT built a mouse yes. for his kid. I think it was his dad, his father-in-law. I had one of those in my basement where you would throw to a certain spot, and it was, uh, you know, if it hit like a certain thing, Did it bounced back to you. No, it would say strike or ball. And well, it, 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 that's it, the it, Cardinals yeah. have in Jupiter. Yeah. Welcome to our pitching lab. This is what we have. Right now is on a wooden bump yeah. in Jupiter throwing yeah. into a netting that if he pitches comes right, back. it comes right yeah. back yeah. to him. Yeah, exactly. They have one of those <laughs> wiffle ball strike zones where if you hit it, it hits the right. tinfoil and makes a noise. Exactly. You get the PVC pipe. And, and anybody that complains, Cardinals are like, if it was good enough for Gibby, it's good enough for you. Get back up well, there. Well, we haven't seen Gibby yet. Yeah, you know, it might be good well, enough for him. Well, not that Gibby. Jamie, okay. you mentioned the Cardinals don't have good enough scouting compared to these other teams. I'm assuming I, they don't. I, I would argue oh, that. I did. Don't it, even assume. I, just assume. I, I don't is, know. Is don't it the scouting, though? Now. Because it seems yes. like they have good players. Or is it the player <laughs> development once those players are Both. in the organization? Either way, they're getting they're giving these these guys up, too, right? Like, because part the players of the that they have turn to, like, they end up being pretty good that's once they fair. leave here. That's fair. Yeah. So somebody, the, the evaluation. somebody on the text line real quick says, from the 636, it's dumb to build this argument on, around an Otani signing. It's not realistic. Okay, pick your pony. Pick your highest, <laughs> pick, pick Max Scherzer. Right. Pick Justin Verlander. Pick your highest priced pony, and the Cardinals are not paying that freight. No. They're just not. They're not able to or not willing, or both. Pick all the pick the Phillies roster, then, if you don't so want to do saying. the Otani conversation. So they just get in. And you never know, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, t-shirts will be available soon. Uh-huh. Just get in, and on the back, you never know. Oh boy! All right. I think I like that. So Probably. leave us a mic drop. I know. <laughs> I know. Jamie fired up the the uh, listeners on that one. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. Let's let's get into the Blues. We got some news on Verona here. We're going to get into. Uh, we'll spend some time on the Blues. We will talk talk about the Chiefs situation, the Patrick Mahomes situation. <laughs> 
We haven't pissed off Cardinals fans. We just pissed off Chiefs fans. Ah, it's one of those days. Patrick Mahomes live after morning stretch. It's one of those days. Blues next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. You can reach us at any point throughout the course of the show today, either via the mic drop feature of the 101 ESPN app uh, or the Air Comfort Service tax line 314-399-9646. Of course, if you're watching the snake pit today, we appreciate that at 101 ESPN. We should get t-shirts made for people who are in the snake pit. What what do you think they'd look like? Um... Well, they'd have Snake Pit written on it for sure. You'd have to give me a few minutes. You know me, Anthony. My brain gets working, okay? I can figure these things out. You do. You typically do a great job with yeah. any, any I sort find of marketing. I find a way to get to what I need to. Yeah. Leave it with me, okay? Okay. I'll take it to my camp. We'll have people nice. figure it out. Like SynergyHockeySkills.com. That's right, baby. Nice t-shirt on Jamie today. Uh, Jamie. T-shirt's not available, but they are good looking. What They are. <laughs> You've given me several. I wear them all the time. Uh, all different colors. What should we know about Jacob Verona? Well, Anthony, so he's from the Czech Republic. And, um, <laughs> uh, we acquired sorry. him. What's his status with the Blues oh. or, or lack thereof? Oh, um, yeah. So <laughs> as it's, it's, you asked, I'm just saying. Um, I know better. You should, especially after four years. <laughs> ah, three and a half. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be four. It's supposed to be four. Yeah, you know, things happen. But. Yeah. So here's what we know about Jacob Verona. He wasn't on the ice for practice. It was rumored that he would be placed on waivers today. And certain people having contact with his agent, his agent flat out said he's going on waivers today. Mm -hmm. So then when Jacob Verona did not go on waivers, that was somewhat surprising. Two things can come of that. Uh, One, they had like some big meeting and figured things out. (laughs) <laughs> doubtful yeah highly doubtful or came to a consensus did yeah, they yeah no no i don't think that happened but the 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 latter of it could be that you found somebody who would trade for jacob verona now they're not going to trade you anything that is considered to be valuable heck they may not even take on his full salary you may have to eat half of it but at least as an organization you're paying half the salary if you send him to the minors, you got to pay the full freight. Mm-hmm. Like it, you, you do get some cap relief there, but not like anything that's like extravagant. I think you, I think a million dollars would go against the cap, so you'd get an eight hundred thousand dollar relief. You know, whatever. If you find somebody to take on half of his contract, you eat half of it, and it's just it is what it is. So that's what I think happened. Is that in the eleventh hour, maybe somebody poked their nose in, or Army found somebody who was willing to. Give him another chance yeah. based upon, you know, his season in Washington, because that's kind of how far you have to go back. Oof. What? Too real? No, no, spot on. Yeah. Outside of a, outside of some flashes in the second half last year, but well, yeah, the expectations were low. How many meaningful games did the Blues play once Jacob Verona was here? One, zero. Yeah. Zero point zero. It's, I don't want to say it's easy. It's easier to just go out there when it doesn't matter if you win or lose, yeah. as long as you score your goal. Mm-hmm. It's easier. And there's been a, a number of people that have reached out to me on social media, 
and even via the text line. And things that, like he never got a chance to play with Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich. How, how do we know you? You got to earn that crap. No kidding. You don't just get handed right the top line. Would you want that as a Blues fan? Just just a player to be handed I, I an opportunity know. to play. Some people like are that? like hell bent that you know Chief just wants grinders. He just wants grinders. He doesn't want uh, playmakers, really. He's got Thomas. He's got Cairo. He's got Buchnevich. How many guys can make plays? Good lots. Yeah. He doesn't just want grinders. And and f- knowing full well what Jacob Verano was when he came to the Blues, Chief is not going to say, "Oh, I want that guy to run people through the boards." No, he wants him to produce, but he wants him to compete. Yeah. So what I witnessed this season so far was like very little compete. Mm-hmm. I, and, and what I witnessed over the weekend was even less than desirable. It's time to move on. It, couple, he's not a the fit. The two first goals against Chicago were direct results of there's no compete along the wall. Right. And the one that looked like he was afraid to get hit. And so he just let the guy go. Mm-hmm. And then the goal happened like right after. He can't have that. What message are you sending? Right. So I don't know ultimately what the status of Verona is. He may still go on waivers. Who knows? But as of today at 1 o'clock, when it was waiver wire time, he was not placed on waivers. Mm-hmm. And again, who knows? Maybe they had this big powwow and discovered that he, he's going to give it another shot. If so, hey, good luck to Jacob Verona. I hope he figures it out. I just don't know at this point if that's going to happen. That's Jamie Rivers of Anthony Stalter. Blues Red Wings pregame starting at 530 tomorrow night as Blues host the hated Detroit Red Wings who are playing tonight. In fact, they are in, I think, Dallas tonight. Uh, so we'll see David Perron and company, Vili Husso, tomorrow night when they come back to uh, Enterprise Center, Blues and Red Wings. It's a fast line on 101 ESPN. I know we've been getting some mic drops. We'll let them continue to pour in on the question that Jamie threw out today, which is that after seeing the Otani $700 million contract, are you are you kind of at peace with the Cardinals just having the the approach of build a, build a, a roster competitive enough just to get in? I imagine that won't sit well with most of you, but I'm interested if there's any sort of perspective now based on how the Dodgers might spend uh, about, what, a billion dollars on one player. So we'll get some mic drops throughout the course of the show, but we got to talk about this this chief situation. Patrick Mahomes. Live in Kansas City. And Andy Reid complaining about uh, the referees. Doing their jobs. Uh, there's also another aspect of yesterday. Hey, Buffalo, you're not off the hook either. We'll get into that next on 101 ESPN. The smartest way to do your homework is Heckman Lumber. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, Trex, Envision, Azek, and decorators to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Stop by and see Hackman's expanded paint department, too, with brushes, rollers, painter's tape, and four different lines of interior and exterior paint. Custom color match available. Visit Hackman Lumber's newly remodeled stores in St. Peter's and Pacific, or their showroom in Troy, Missouri. Hackman Lumber. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Selling out, flag on the play, might be a free one. They've got Kelsey at the 30, Kelsey 25, angling back. 20 now he's going to lateral it back at the 15 yard line it's Tony 10 5 touchdown quarterback number 19 offense lined up in the neutral zone five yard penalty offsides by the offense lined up in the neutral zone one of the most exciting plays a TD is wiped off the board and a five yard penalty So that was uh, that was Patrick Mahomes on the field complaining about the fact that the NFL has, has some rules and they were being enforced. Real quick question for Patrick Mahomes, who I absolutely love. I I I, I look oh, at the greatness. I know you do. I know you do. I love Mahomes. I love I love Andy Reid. I love Travis Kelsey. Oh, stop! They're I not do. Listening. I enjoy. I enjoy. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I enjoy watching him play. I I always have. He's he's incredible. What if that was the Bills? What if that was Josh Allen and Shakir was lined up in the slot and he was so far into the neutral zone that you would have thought he's playing for the Chiefs? Hey, good call. What if they didn't call that and the same thing happened and the Bills scored on that? Anthony, is, is Mahomes okay with the rules then? Can, can we, let's just talk about the, Let's just talk about this, Why is this a discussion? Let's just talk about the offside just for a second. Sure. Because we have so much more to unpack. Mm-hmm. And we might talk about it a couple times during the day. So if you're a listener and you don't want to hear about it, I'm sorry. You will be entertained anyways. I promise <laughs> you. Okay? Kadarius Tony, couple things. I've watched that play no less than 20 times now because I'm in disbelief that a professional athlete could be so freaking oblivious as to how stupid he is for being offside in that cr- critical moment. But not only is he completely lined up offside to where the line judge can't even see the ball. Mm-hmm. Can't do his job. Secondly, to this whole um, uh, defense thing that they've got like oh they should warn us or we could ask for a are we okay thumbs up am i good to the line judge and they give us the courtesy Kadarius tony's eyeballs never leave the football <laughs> anthony his head didn't move i thought he was doing the mannequin challenge <laughs> i'm not lying yeah he was like zoned in on that right a yard offside staring at the ball i think i'm close <clears throat> real quick on that yeah go ahead there is no rule that the referee has to tell no. the receiver that He's on on sides or offsides. No, it's just like the, there's, there's no, no rule that referee says, "Hey, by the way, you're not allowed to have 12 players it's, on the field, yeah, coach." It's a courtesy if the wide receiver looks over to the ref and asks him if he's offsides, if he's you know if he's in the neutral zone. It's a courtesy for the ref to say, "Yeah, back up." And it's not an automatic. It's no. a respect thing too. Exactly. If you're a donkey, the refs will just stare at you and not answer. Right. If you you're a good dude, then they'll go, "Hey, 
back yeah. up. And there. most do. Most say, uh, yeah. you know, you're offsides. That's not that's not the that's not the official's job to line up. That's Kadarius Tony's job to line up onsides. Mm-hmm. He lined up in the neutral zone, but they could have thrown the flag on Buffalo for having too many defensive players on the field. That's how far offsides he was. Like that was ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Now, I know you got some thoughts on Mahomes. Yeah, so here's my problem with Patrick Mahomes, and I'll go back to, I don't know how many months ago. I don't know how many months ago. I finished watching quarterback or quarterbacks, whatever it's called. Yeah, on, quarterback, on, I think. I think. Okay, so Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota. Which is weird that they had him there and they named it quarterback, but go ahead. That's a good wow. point. That's a really good point. Man. And then they had Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. And so my power rankings at the time for those three quarterbacks – based on just who they are as people, was before I started it, was Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Mm -hmm. That was my power rankings. By the end of that series, it was Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, just because Marcus Mariota dropped a ninja bomb and disappeared on his team, Mm -hmm. and Marcus Mariota. Right. And I couldn't believe how annoyed I was by watching Patrick Mahomes. So your real power rankings were Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, yeah. yeah. He... By far, in that whole series, Kirk mm. Cousins won me over. Yeah, beauty. And watching watching Patrick Mahomes, sometimes the way he acts on the field, and even the way he's talking, and like it, it seemed to me like, yes, he's a star. He's a great athlete. Maybe the best all-around quarterback the NFL have ever, has ever seen. So I'm admitting that. But man, is he annoying. As a teammate of his, I'd be like, bro, I'm getting sick of your crap. Now, you're awesome and everything, and I'm probably not going to punch you in the face because you're making me a lot of money and we're winning some rings here. <laughs> but, dude, take it down a notch mm-hmm. with the, you know, how obnoxious you're being. And then you carry it over to yesterday, and you watch him, and it just unraveled. And I was like, not like this is who he really is because that was a, an intense moment. He was fired up. Yeah. But you're the leader of the football team. You're the best player in the NFL. Like, act like it. Act like it. Like, once the game is over, you get to the podium, you take your shower, maybe you have a quick meeting with Andy Reid. And Andy Reid, too, is at fault here. If I'm Andy Reid, let's just go back, okay? This was a regular season game. Let's go back to the Western Conference Finals against the San Jose Sharks, the hand pass. Mm -hmm. That's a playoff. That's a Western Conference Final playoff game that you lost because a referee missed a call, and Craig Berube quickly called his team in and galvanized the group and said, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, it's, It is what it is. It's over. We're worried about the next game. Mm-hmm. This didn't happen. Andy Reid didn't do that. Didn't reel in his players. Certainly didn't reel in Patrick Mahomes. In fact, ended up backing him later on with things they said. So then Patrick Mahomes, and I don't, do we have his audio, Marshy? Mm-hmm. So Patrick Mahomes following the game doubles down on his behavior towards a play that was clearly offside. Here's what he said. I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um, I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win. But as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week. I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, it, I mean, they're human, men. They make mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's every week we're talking about something. And all I can do is go out there and give everything I have. And I'm proud of the guys because that's what we did. And it was a great football game that ended another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough, tough to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That last part there compliments a one on one ESPN. <laughs> uh, so a couple of things to unpack with that. Travis Kelsey's career. He's bringing up Travis Kelsey's career on a lateral pass. Anthony, what's his greatness? What no, honestly, I'm going to become unraveled here. <laughs> Travis, for a guy like Travis Kelsey, the great career that he's had for this unfortunate what? Help me, save me, because I'm about to say something. I'm going to get fired here. I'm going to get fired. I want to. I want to let you go. No, don't, because I'm going to get fired. Take well, over. Well, I can't believe you brought up Travis Kelsey and his great career yeah. over a lateral pass. In which the, the officials correctly call. Like, this shouldn't even be a conversation. It really shouldn't oh be. Oh, my cool. God. It's pretty cool play. It's pretty cool play. It was. Yeah, it, it was a cool play. That, yeah. You know, it was offside. It, it was awesome. It, it, it was a pretty cool play. It didn't count and shouldn't have. It, does that encapsulate Trav- Travis Kelsey's career? No, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the <laughs> thing. Lord, they have benefited from calls yes. for multiple years now. Including in the Super Bowl. Including the Super Bowl. Including against the Minnesota Vikings this year. But, you know... <laughs> Just move on, move on. Okay, so we all we all like Bill Burr, right? We all we all love his comedy. You guys seen his comedy specials? Yes, a lot yes. of them. Anyways, Bill Burr in one of his com- comedy specials starts talking about uh, he, he and his wife had to uh, give up their give up their dog, right? Like take it. To, you know, there's another family who's going to come over and take take the dog, right? Because the dog was I think he bit uh, somebody or whatever. They did it. They had his mother in law. No, they had to give they had to give the dog, uh, you know, to another family. <laughs> but Bill Burr, he's talking about how much he loves his dog. And in the weeks leading up to them giving away, Bill Burr was talking about how his wife would like every once in a while she'd just start crying. She's upset, and Bill Burr was like, you know, why is she crying? Why is she crying? And then he he dawned it dawned on him that she was preparing herself for that moment, so that when the moment came where the the new family came over to get the dog, she'd be ready to to move on to let go. Right? Not that she wouldn't be sad, but just to let go. Burr did not do any of that. He was talking about how he just stuffed his feelings down mm. constantly. And then at the end of it is, you know, they had to give the dog away. And he, he went in the bathroom and just, like, he still stuffed down his feelings. And he jokes about how, he goes, I can't wait five years down the road. Somebody's going to get that emotion. Like, that doesn't just go away. <laughs> like, five years from now, I can't wait. I'm bottling this up. The poor you-know-what that's going to feel my my wrath, <laughs> not knowing what it was for, but it was because I stuffed the emotions down from the dog. Last night was not about Mahomes and the NFL and that crap. This is this is a seasons, seasons-long of frustration for him that boiled over. He's projecting. Yes. He doesn't know that he's ticked off. Because he doesn't have Tyreek Hill, and they don't have competitive receivers, ones that know how to line up, or ones that know how to catch the ball. Marquez Valdez Scanning looking at you on that second one. There's 33 drops this season. He's frustrated, yeah. He's frustrated because he knows this team is not good enough to win a Super Bowl. Subconsciously, he doesn't know. He's just stuffing it down. And finally, he starts to react to this. Oh, the NFL, it's uh, taking away greatness. You know that's not true, Pat. You can't you react. Know, you know this. You can't throw your teammates under the bus. Yes. You be- can't throw your front office under the bus. He's out there alone off on on offense right now. Yeah. It's him. Not alone. It's him. It's Kelsey. It's a little bit of uh, Rishi Rice. Pacheco didn't play yesterday, so he's, he's, he's got two guys. He knows this offense isn't good enough to win a Super Bowl. What we saw yesterday... We're a long ways away from thirteen that thirteen seconds matchup. These two teams are not Super Bowl quality. So when I'm watching that, I'm like, oh, he's projecting. It's not even about 
the NFL and the greatness stuff like that. This is this is frustration that is finally coming out from Mahomes, and he has to essentially put that on the NFL and the refs because yes. he can't go up to Kadarius Tony and say you're a bonehead. You know that's a that's a bonehead move, and that's not the first time you've cost this team a win. Yeah, he can't he, say he that. Can't do that, or you look like a really bad teammate. Well, he didn't help himself very much either way. I'll tell you that with what he did, it's just a different. A different avenue, mm-hmm. same behavior, but you absolutely have to talk to your teammate. Like you got, you got to get in there. Not yesterday because he did probably end up in a fist fight if you go grab a guy and be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. You wait till probably tomorrow because tomorrow's probably first day back at the at the, the headquarters or whatever. You know, what I'm talking about the practice facility. Today would be yeah. Today yeah yeah because Tuesday's off. Okay, so today would have been the day to talk about it, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're Patrick Mahomes, like you have to be aware. This is why I talk about Andy Reid, the leadership, Patrick Mahomes, leadership. I'm going to go back to Craig Berube in the hand pass play. Craig Berube had about two to three minutes before all of the media were going to collapse on that locker room and ask about it. Mm -hmm. And within that time span, he got every player to buy into the we don't care, we're moving on. And that didn't happen yesterday. So Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes should have had a quick conversation talking about, listen, we know whose fault this is. Let's just deflect it didn't go our way. It's a tough job. Would have liked to win that game. We have to play better. Boom, yep, done. Moving on. And then we talked to Kadarius mm-hmm. Tony on the side and said, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're dropping balls everywhere. You're, you're running the routes wrong. You're lazy on that play. We haven't even gotten into that, by the way. Yeah. Because Shannon Sharp broke that down this morning, how Kadarius Tony was only open on that lateral because he got lazy on the play. He was supposed to be downfield. Right. But he wasn't, and yeah. so he got a lateral. Kelsey had to make a pretty good throw. He did, too. Yeah. It was nice. It was he had greatness. pressure. There was arms there. Mm. I think his career. Might be the greatest thing in his career, his career ever. summed up right there in that throw. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't even get to the Bills part of this, too, because they, they they got away with something bank last it, night, Anthony, too. Bank we'll it. bank it. Absolutely. We want to hear from you, though. Leave us a mic drop if you haven't already. Jamie threw it out there. After seeing the $700 million Otani deal and really all the deals that have been going on in the last two years in Major League Baseball, are you finally kind of embracing or at peace with the fact that uh, the Cardinals are only going to be able to do so much with their roster building? I think he ticked you off, but you... I think they like it. We'll we'll find out <laughs> next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Hey guys, so congratulations to Otani. His salary just makes me giggle. But the St. Louis Cardinals, team I love, they've lost their way. We used to be known for pitching and defense. We used to be known for stellar leadership. Hell, we don't run the bases right. Fundamentals stink. 1,125 runners left on base. Somebody tell me, what exactly does the St. Louis Cardinals stand for nowadays? Hmm, that's a good question. Because here's the deal. When Whitey took over, they built for speed and defense, right? When Tony took over, hard nine. That's the kind of athlete he got. Tell me, what, what does this hodgepodge of athletes and leadership, what exactly does that stand for? So I, that's more my curiosity. And Otani, I wouldn't you just like to see one paycheck all right guys thanks yeah that'd be nice one paycheck for everybody on a show here with lisa absolutely nailed that nailed it nailed the take i i completely agree with her guys the cardinals are are like this are in search of like this balance i feel and maybe i'm completely wrong but based on their decision making their actions the way they build the roster the way that they utilize that roster it's like this balance Dude, become great at something. 
Know when you go into a game, know that you go into a series, you're going to have to beat this. I'm not saying we don't have holes. I'm not saying we don't have issues. But one thing I do know, we're going to pitch well. And we're going to play suffocating defense. Good luck with that. We might not be able to hit one through nine. You have a better lineup, Dodgers. You have a better lineup, Phillies. You have a better lineup, Braves and Yankees. But we've got the best starting rotation in the league. And it's backed by one of the best bullpens. Do something great. Build something great. Become great in something. Lisa's right. The identity, they played to it. They embraced it. That's long gone. It is this, we're going we're gonna to have a nice balance. And when our lefty comes up, he's going to match up well with your righty. So he doesn't. And you're left, you're falling back on nothing. So, Jamie, you're right when you say, you're not going to be able to spend like this. Should we just embrace it? I'm willing to do that if I know what I'm embracing. I can't just embrace this, we'll fill out the roster, and then we'll see what happens. No. And I don't think you're about that either. No, I'm not. I, I, listen, when I, when I start to lean towards the side of, you know, just get in and you never know, it's not because I want to field a team that is substandard. I want a team that's still competitive. But at some point you have to look across the diamond and realize that you can't compete financially with some of these teams. So the Otanis, the Blake Snells, the you know, Nolas, the Scherzers, like they're just not in your category. Mm-hmm. They're just not. So you have to try and develop those players. And when you develop them, you got to hang on to them. Now that's the part that I'm still curious to, for the Cardinals. Like if one of these starters turns into a number one or an ace, who knows, right? What will they do to hang on to that player? Or will they let him walk? Because the trend that I've seen is that they're willing to let a player walk at a certain point. So Albert's a great example. One of the greatest baseball players ever to play the game. One of the greatest Cardinals to ever play. He did resign. They extended him, all that. But when it got to a puke point, they let him walk. Now, did they make the right decision? Yeah, they did. And they brought him back at the perfect time. And you know, history was made and all mm-hmm. that was awesome. But I'm just wondering... If this version of the Cardinals now, if they have a young player that's worthy of a contract like we're seeing, and he's homegrown and developed here, will they then pony up the money? That's that, what I'm curious to. Yeah, I would like to see it. I mean, I'd love to have that player. We haven't yeah, had that. Right. But that's kind of my point is we haven't had to worry about that, mm-hmm. so we don't know. And I'm not saying 700 million because that's I mean that that will never be duplicated. Yeah. While I'm alive, um, maybe in. 35, 40, 50 years from now. Who knows? Maybe I'll still be alive, Anthony. You never know. Mentality's working pretty good. Yeah, you, you'll be there. Yeah. Um, but I just wonder... Thank you. Just wonder if the Cardinals would do that. I don't know. All right, we'll carry this over. We're up against a break here, but more of your mic drops on the Otani and the Cardinals. I mean, what do you what do? You do? What's the pivot? Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. We also have got some tickets to give away. Journey and Def Leppard tickets to give away. So at, at some point... Throughout the show, we'll do that. And uh, again, more on Otani next on 101 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. 
So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I know we didn't stand a chance to get Shohei Otani, but Yamamoto checks all the boxes. And that gives you a real legitimate chance to win and he'd be here as a Cardinal for a while. And I'm saying if Bill DeWitt doesn't want to spend the money to build the team, then he just needs to sell them. Thanks. All right, that's Charles leaving us a mic job. Appreciate it, Charles. 303, your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. So, Jamie, you you had brought this topic up to us in the office, and one of the things that you said was, yeah, the Cardinals could do this. They could do their own version of it. It wouldn't be to the extent of what the Dodgers do or the Phillies could do, but but they could certainly spend a lot more than than they are. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. But even if they win a World Series, are you winning a World Series and losing money? I don't know. I don't know what the financial aspect of it. I, I think that would be difficult to do because you're talking about all that gate revenue that you'd have. But spending doesn't always equate to winning. No. No, Anthony. We what? know that. What teams would you spring up if you were going to say that? Padres and Mets. Currently. But the Yankees have spent for a long time. They haven't won since 09. the Dodgers last year. You, you've, yeah, true. Well, the, yeah, yeah. And the we Dodgers. Still spent. They still spent money. True. Only to, oh, Not the, as much as we thought they were going to spend, but they spent. The Dodgers and Phillies spent a lot of money to lose to the Diamondbacks. Spent a ton of money to lose to Arizona. What about the Rangers? The Rangers are the, the opposite of that. The Rangers are the counter. The Rangers did spend a bunch of money, and they and they did win it all. Well, only one team can win the World Series. So sure. if you have multiple teams spending X amount of dollars, mm-hmm. obviously only one team can win. It would be different if a team like the Diamondbacks or, let's say, you know, a team that doesn't spend money won the World Series. Then if you're a Cardinal fan or if you're a part of, not a Cardinal fan, but if you're part of the front office, you could say, okay, hey, look at that team. They didn't spend a ton of money, and they won in mm-hmm. this modern-day of baseball we're not in the early 2000s money's different like it just doesn't work like that anymore like i feel like you do have to spend a little bit of money to win but i think it also comes down to the organizations the padres they have never been a well-run organization in my opinion so yes they went and spent money but they don't have that that blueprint that foundation of culture to win the mets same thing yeah they went to the world series in what 2015 but what have they done Again, another team that doesn't have that foundation. The Dodgers can spend money, and they will be successful because they have been successful already for the past 15 years. So, Marsh, you and I are saying the same thing, but much differently. You're using like the spending as almost this 
the card the Cardinals are, are are like they've got these this excuse not to spend yet the Rangers spent look what they did with it or the Dodgers have spent look what they've done with it the Phillies all that I'm saying exactly what you just said but but in a much different way I don't care about the spending neither do you neither is Jamie neither are the Cardinals fans you don't you don't care about the spending you care about the winning and that's much different but we're in the off season and you can't tabulate wins and losses right now you just know that the Dodgers spent 700 million on one player you spent a ton of money on three guys that are in, that are in their 30s and you're tick, you're ticked off it's about winning i don't care how they do it i really don't you're right marsh the rangers spent the, the dodgers spent the phillies spent and you do have to spend X amount to put together a good roster on paper. What I'm saying is, whether you spend or not, and this is to your point too, whether you spend or not, do it wisely. Don't just do it to fill a roster out. For sure. Which is what the Cardinals have been doing. I do not care if they don't spend. I don't. I care about them winning. And they haven't been winning because they haven't been doing it wisely whether that's spending or looking at opportunities in the the international market or or whatever. I think they've drafted better, but they've made bonehead decisions when it comes to trades, and now they don't have the pitching to accompany guys like Jordan Walker and Nolan Gorman and Mason Wynn and some of these other guys that they got through the draft, or to compliment Arenado and Goldschmidt. I do not care if the Cardinals spend. I care if they win. Okay, so... Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646. Anthony, I'm going to direct this at you because literally this was directed at you. All right. From the 980. Anthony, spending may not always equate to winning a championship, but spending does equate to trying to win a championship. And a to fan you. Bit, and a fan base is not going to be mad if you try and they see that you're all in on trying to win. You think the Padres fan base is upset that their owner went all in and didn't win? Yeah. I think they're ticked off. I bring this up for a specific reason, but Anthony. Are they ticked off at the ownership, or are they ticked off at the players for not playing good? Here, here's the problem. With that text, with all due respect, it is a moving target. It's convenient. So are the Padres fans ticked off? Yeah. It's a moving target. Well, they didn't spend on the right guys. Is, is the Padres, would you consider it, all in or easy way out? I think it's I think it's trying to shortcut. I think they tried to use a yeah. shortcut. Because I think that spending frivolously like that sometimes is the easy way out. Because there's a fan base, part of the fan base or a percentage of the fan base is, ah, they're all in. They're going for it. Mm-hmm. They're spending way more than they make. Right. They had to take out another $50 million just to get payroll. That's right. how much they want to win. This front office is stupid. They don't know how to build a, a competitive team. I think it's the easy way out. Writing a check is easy. Correct. Building a winner is difficult. Yes. And I don't think the Cardinals, by the way, have done either. Well, And that's why, because they haven't spent, you look at the way that they've developed players and what they've been doing right now, not spending, you know, a lot of money. Yeah, they're spending and they're sp- they're forking out money to guys like Mike Leake, and you know, obviously that didn't work out. Mm. Dexter Fowler, like those are bonehead transactions, right? That, by the way, were 
Hold on. Let's go back to Fowler. Oh, Anthony oh, loves this yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> you if got you're him being, all fired if up. you're being honest, and maybe the, to, to the texter that just texted me Anthony, directly, you needed a center fielder, and they, and they spend money on because he hit a home run in Game Seven that, for the Cubs. That signing was praised <laughs> because some fans looked at that as what the team was trying. They were trying. I don't care if they're trying. I want them to do it wisely. Fowler was playing at the wall at Wrigley because the Cubs knew he wasn't a center fielder. He wasn't a good defenseman. They knew it. They played his ass at the wall. And the Cardinals said, take my money. We'll give you an extra year on top of it. And there's a lot of fans, not all of you, there's a lot of fans that were golf clapping that thing. Our team's trying. I don't want them to try. I want them to be. I want them to be smart. You don't have to spend in order to be smart. The two things don't—they're not mutually exclusive. I told that's the part that I think gets confusing, Anthony, and it's the age-old discussion that there is no answer to. It's an easy thing for Jamie and I and Marsha come on the field, and, and Marsha, you're kind—I of, feel like you and I are kind of opposite on this one. But I've guys, I've, I've been having the same damn conversation for ten years now. I've been on the radio for ten years in St. Louis. Same conversation every every year. They don't spend. They don't spend. They don't spend. We're, guys, we're missing it. We're missing it. It's about spending wisely, not spending. They don't they don't spend on what I would consider layups. This guy, like Max Scherzer, for instance, layup. Was that a layup for the Mets? Th- this was the ten year this is a, a, a t- no, five to ten year difference. No, but I'm just saying the Mets gave him astronomical money. And if the Cardinals had given Scherzer that money, would you consider we're all in, even though we're still losing? Max Scherzer back before he signed with the Nationals, in which he won a World Series with that okay, team. Okay, but that's hindsight, Marshy. I'm talking about like right now. In no, the, I don't care about Max now. Scherzer now. I'm talking about back then. Like that's what I'm saying. Where were you I'm looking at what what they've done previously, it has not worked. So and they, they've missed on what I would consider layups. You, you, you mentioned, you know, Dexter Fowler, right? Mm-hmm. Th- that's not a layup. Why? Because the guy hit a home run in Game Seven of the 2016 World Series. Oh yeah, let's give him the money. Right. Oh, he's a World he's a World Series center fielder. That's that's not a layup. Who who would be a layup this year then? This year, that's attainable. Otani. Oh, attainable. Never mind. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a whole other conversation, right? I, I mean, I think this Yamamoto kid is, a, is is somewhat of a layup. And if he doesn't want to play her. Well then, then, then he doesn't. So is he? But that's good. But that's going to be part of the, the, the conversation. Are, is he are, are the Cardinals in the conversation? Is he three hundred million for you? What is he three hundred million for you? For me, for what? What would it be? Seven years. This team doesn't have an ace. They're trying to get back. I, I don't know. I, I'd give them money to play devil's advocate too. Is he a layup? You've never seen him throw a pitch in Major League Baseball. He's never. Yeah, I, okay. th- well, I mean Otani. Otani never played in Major League Baseball. True, he he turned out to be pretty good. But how many three hundred million? Adoles Garcia, or, or not Adoles Garcia? Um, the fella in, in Chicago, um, Luis Robert. Luis Robert. That's another example. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we don't know what he is. So Marcy, well, he's a hell of a player. But how, how many of those guys have signed contracts and never amounted to anything? That's fair. But sometimes you got to take the risk. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting where you're at right now. All right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. This is a good conversation today. We'll we'll, con- we'll continue it. Uh, so I had said, Jamie Jamie was fired up about the Mahomes situation. I think the Kadarius Tony lining up offsides completely mask how bad the Bills blundered that game too and got away with it. That's next on 101 ESPN. We're right.
back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. So, Jamie, we were talking about the Kadarius Tony lining up off sides. Again, not even a conversation. He lined up off sides. End of, end of discussion. But I, <laughs> I do think that Mahomes was projecting all his frustrations. And I mentioned a comedian. Don't say the name. I mentioned a comedian in relation to Mahomes. Your problem? And if you want some Def Leppard tickets and you know the answer oh. to the trivia question... You could text in now. 101 ESPN, that's us. We have a chance to score a pair of tickets to see Def Leppard and Journey with Cheap, cheap Trick on July 6th at Bush Stadium. Wait, wait, who's in this one? It's Def Leppard, yeah. Journey, and Cheap Trick. Wow, I'm going. Jamie's in. I Take know it. the answer to this. I'm going to text it right now. You can, but I'm pretty sure Ryder knows your, your phone number. I changed it. Tickets for Def Leppard, Journey, Cheap Trick, Ebush on, uh, it goes on sale. The tickets go on sale this Friday, December 15th. Or you can text in now to 314-399-9646 for your chance to win free tickets to the show just by knowing the correct answer to the trivia question, which is I mentioned a comedian, and I related it to Patrick Mahomes projecting his anger, not at the NFL, but it's something something else, i.e. his frustrations toward his receivers and his team right now. What what comedian did I reference? If you know the answer, 314-399-9646 is the Air Comfort Service tax line. going to be the 101st taxer with the correct answer. And you can also find a bonus chance to register to win tickets to Def Leppard and Journey at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 ESPN mobile app. Brr, it's cold out. Jamie, I also think the Kadarius Tony situation has masked how bad the Bills botched the end of the game. They got to win. Explain, because I was loosely watching the game. Okay. Like, it was on, had a bunch of other crap going on, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm certainly paying attention because it's close, and then I'm seeing the play. Right. You know, and I'm like, oh my. So, so yeah. I, so, explain. No problem. Please. So, we're talking about game management. When you either have the lead or you are in field goal position, which is the what the Bills were in last night, Right around the two-minute warning, you're, you have two objectives. Score and make sure you leave the team with no timeouts or few, as few timeouts as possible and as, as, as less of the clock as possible. Especially with a guy named Patrick Mahomes. Especially when Patrick Mahomes only, hit, only needed 13 seconds to beat you a couple of years ago. Correct. Same team, same stadium, same everything. <laughs> you would think that Sean McDermott... Uh. Would know that. Yeah. This is what the Bills did on first down from Kansas City's 22 yard line with 212 left. They threw a pass. They threw a pass to Stephon Diggs. Now, apparently, it was a run pass optional. Just run the ball. Just turn around, hand the ball off to James Cook. Why would you do that, Anthony? Well, Jamie, because if Andy Reid decides to use one of his timeouts. Uh-huh. That's stupid. And it use a timeout because the clock keeps going. Yes. So he, if, if, if Reed, there's a run play. Right. If Reed uses a timeout there, let's just say it's 205, 206 left on the clock. 
NFL play lasts about six seconds. He calls a timeout after the run. He burned his timeout, but he also gives you an opportunity to throw because it's two-minute warnings coming up. True. So he's using Reed, – Reed would use that two-minute warning anyways – so now you can throw. Incomplete pass doesn't really matter. The two minute war- the, the clock was going to stop at the two-minute warning. Instead, they throw. So now Andy Reid can keep one of his timeouts. I think he had two at the time. He kept both. Second down and 10. Josh Allen throws an incompl- incomplete pass again to Stephon Dix. Now it's third down and 10. 2.06 left. Kansas City's not had to use any of their timeouts. Again, Mahomes is on the other side. Yeah, it seems stupid. 2.06. <laughs> There it is. There's Patrick. 206, third and 10. Josh Allen, short pass left to, to Dalton Knox. It's completed. But guess what? Two-minute warning. You gave the ball back to the Chiefs and Mahomes with a minute forty-five, minute 54 left and two timeouts. In most situations, when somebody lines up correctly, you're going to lose that game if Mahomes is on the other side. True. The Bills should have lost that game. Had they lost that game... All we're talking about is that moment. So the Bills, even though they won and That's they're 7-6, and six, that, that was horrendous clock management. Anthony, how come there's so many coaches in the NFL that just lose themselves in that moment? Because we've had this discussion before about hiring a clock a management guy. guy. Yeah. Just a guy that's in the, that's, that at any point can push the button and be in the ear. Mm-hmm. Be like, run the ball. Run the clock. Right. Time out here. That's supposed to be him. I know. But so I can understand how things get overwhelming. Mm. There's a lot going on. You want players on and off the field, and you're trying to manage. And depending yep. on the coach, some of the coaches are involved in the play calling and all this stuff. And uh, So, I mean, if nothing else, I know they have the resource to hire one guy who's an sure. expert and just... Clock manager. This is, this is what the book says. Right. Well, here's our rules. Because in training camp, we made this set of rules of our two-minute... Yep. Morning or our two minute drill, you know, yeah. offensively and defensively. And two, you, I mean, you, you do. These guys are like sleeping at the at the facilities all the time. Yeah, you're telling me that you're sleeping there. You're doing all this work. You don't know that what Andy Reid's tendencies are around the two minute warning. You, study, take pride in it. This is one of one of the reasons. I had Tom Brady and all that. But this is one of the reasons why Belichick was always like taking candy from a baby. He knew these situations. And you know one thing they always practice? The details, the mm-hmm. rules. You would have never seen Julian Edelman or Wes, Wes Welker or Danny Amendola or whoever line up offsides in that spot because they practice it. They make sure Bill that may have called fine, a timeout in that moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fine details. Sean McDermott, if you don't have a guy like that, then you take pride in it. Understanding it just seems what crazy it is. to me. It's the NFL, which is the greatest football league by far and you have all of these people on payroll i mean you name it every position has a position specific coach mm-hmm. a position specific assistant coach other guys who just watch video other guys who do like yeah and you can't manage the damn the game, clock properly right, right but we see it every year man to your point it's because they're all coordinators yes for you're the right. most part like yesterday I'll bring up the the Vikings game, which was the worst game in football history. A lot of offense there. Big defensive effort. They call a a, a timeout late in that game. They're in Raider territory. Call a timeout. Next play, delay of game. How on how on earth does that happen? It can't happen. How does that happen? Is that on the players? I think it's on the coaching. It's on the coaching. Get your play in. Yes. What are you doing? The way that some of these coaches. 
go about the final two minutes of either half mm-hmm. because we see it a lot in the first half and I don't think we talk about it enough because there's still a lot of game to play. Right. But there are like last night, for instance, I'm watching the Eagles game. They have 20 seconds and they're about I think they're at the 25 yard line. They have 20 seconds and three timeouts first instead of trying to get in field goal range mm-hmm. with Jake Elliott, who's a pretty good kicker and be instead of instead of the game being 24 to 6 it'd be 24 to 9 and and that and then you have the ball in the second half you right. get the ball back and then if you score you're only down like a touchdown you're only down one score right instead of trying to just get some points they run the ball and then they just ah who cares right. why do you have your three timeouts then like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. try and get points. Well, the, the Shanahan did that, too. I was shocked. Kyle Shanahan left, like, 50 seconds on the on the clock by allowing... Uh, Who did they play yesterday? They the, Seahawks. the Seahawks. They allowed the, Seahaw- the, they allowed the Seahawks to just run clock. I mean, they had a minute left with that offense. Shanahan did it, too, at a bunch of timeouts. I was shocked by that. Uh, maybe there's a, a specific reason for that. Shanahan's a smart guy, but to Jamie's overall point, you see this every week in the NFL now. Do, do you think it's because some of these coaches are they, they don't they're not risky enough? Like they they, they want to they don't limit it. the turnovers because oh you know if we try and you know run run down the field here real quick and get some points, we might turn the ball over and right. then like do you think they're trying to avoid that? You know, I, first let me say I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in these meetings. Obviously, I don't have the honor. I don't have the pleasure to be in these meetings. But You're I think not what, sleeping at the. I'm field. not sleeping at the facility. But yeah. you would, Anthony. I damn right I would, Jamie. Yeah. But Jamie, Jamie, it goes back to what actually you said. It. These, all these guys are coordinators. Shanahan yeah. coordinator. All these guys are coordinators. Why don't you get a clock coordinator? Why don't you get a clock coordinator? <laughs> or why don't you put the time in if you're head get coach? Get a college kid. Sean McDermott. Does, I mean, if you, especially if you're a defensive guy, you're not calling the plays. You don't know the clock. You don't know clock management. You don't. You don't know game. Just, just game theory. Holy smokes! Quite honestly, it's embarrassing. It is absolutely. It's it's just as embarrassing as the Kadarius Tony situation. But we ain't talking about that because the Bills won. All right, Jamie brought up a really interesting point. Are we looking? Are we looking at the wrong players for the lack of offense for the Blues? Jamie's got an interesting nugget next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Jamie, we're uh, we're always looking at certain aspects of a hockey team, blue specifically, where you say, "Oh, the the scoring is down here." The, they, the, maybe it's more accurate to say, "You need more from this group or this line or these players." And typically, it's always Cairo, right? Like Cairo and Thomas. Well, there's and, a few. Yeah, a few that you think of. Are we are we looking at the wrong group of players though? When it comes so, to the lack of offense. Here's something that I put together over the, the weekend and kind of finalized it last night because I just math eludes me sometimes. Um, but I, I figured it out. Who doesn't Yeah, it elude? Good point. So when you look at guys that you might think are underperforming from a goal scoring, not points, goal scoring, mm-hmm. you'd think of Cairo with five goals only. Sure. Now, Jordan Cairo also is third in the NHL on rush chances. The goals are going to come for Jordan Kyber. They're not going in right now, but they will come. But he's still, he's only got five goals so far this year. Kevin Hayes only has six goals. 
And if you go down further, Brandon Saad only has five goals. So you'd be like, well, those three guys there, you know, they got to score more. Your, your biggest problem, your biggest deficiency has not been those guys. They're part of it. They don't mean like problem. They wish they could be scoring more too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand that. But in crunching some numbers, Anthony, yeah. here's what I'm going to tell you right now. There's three players not named Cairo, Saad, or Hayes. Mm-hmm. And here, last year, in a combined 74 games, these three players that I'm talking about had 27 goals. In a combined 71 games so far this year, these three players have six goals. Woof. The difference, Jamie. Do you know who those three players are? They had 26 goals last year. 27 goals 27 in goals 74 combined games. And in 71 mm. combined games this year, they have six. I would say Kapanen has to be one of those players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kapanen, trying to think who had kind of big-time performance last year. Um, Short-term, though, too, because 74 yeah. combined games. Verona? Uh-huh. Kapanen, Verona, and Blay. Sammy Blay. So the three, so the three guys that came in and made made a huge impact. That's right. So last year in their seventy four combined games, with each of them coming in at their own time, in yeah. and around the same time and whatnot. Sure, they had twenty seven goals between them. Well, this is this goes to what the Texters been screaming at you for. They got to give Verona an opportunity, Jamie. Yeah, well, Verona's had quite an opportunity. <laughs> Let's just agree to that. Um, but this year, so again, to my point then, in this year, 71 combined games, yeah. six goals for the trio. So a couple things to me jump off the page there. Yeah, One, I think Kasperi Kapanen is a hell of a player. I really do. Do I think he's an offensive juggernaut? No, I don't think he is. But I really like him as a player. He's fast. He can kill penalties. He's gritty along the wall. He's a great teammate. I know that only counts for a portion of it, but it is a it is a sliver of the pie if you're taking like what makes a really good player. I think he will find the net eventually on a more regular basis. But I, I like Kasperi Kapanen, and I feel like he still brings something to the table for me on a nightly basis, even if he's not scoring in bunches. Yeah. Sammy Blay last year. This is a tough one to to break down because as a junior player, we know he liked to score goals. Then when he made his jump to the NHL as a regular guy, a regular player, everyday player, he turned into a fourth liner. He ran around, hit absolutely everything that moved, and I mean crushed guys. Scored the odd goal, and you're like, woof, he can still score. Went to the Rangers, didn't score. Mm-hmm. Injury riddled, totally get it. Came back to the Blues, scored. Like, you're like, oh my, who's this guy? Went to the World Championships with Team Canada, scored. So much so that when he came out of training camp, he had secured a spot on the third line on the second power play unit. So now what has happened so far this season? Is it opportunity? Um, Is it, you know, execution? Is it all, is it both of those things? Maybe. I think that with lack of scoring and lack of scoring opportunities, I think the opportunity didn't just disappear. It started to get less and less because you need guys that can put the puck in the net. Yeah. So I think that Sammy Blay has now found himself back in the role as a fourth liner where he is still effective, though. 
He runs around. He he hits guys. He stirs up all the crap. Like I still I'm okay with Sammy Blay in my lineup. The one that falls into the category of I'm just not sure is the guy that's been the hot topic all day is Jacob Ferrana. Mm-hmm. Came in last year in non-meaningful games and scored. Gave you some offense, gave you some electricity. But he also did that at a time where it didn't matter if he turned the puck over. Oh, we lost. We're supposed to lose. We're in a retool. You know? like. And then Craig Berube today was quoted, and I'm going to pull this up, from our guy Sweet Lou Korak. <laughs> who had, Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou! He had a... a a quote from Craig Berube on Jacob Verani goes, and this is Chief, says, you can't look at that from last year to this year. It's two different years. Coming in when he came in last year, there's nothing to lose. You just go play. He scored some goals and did some good things. This year, it's been a struggle. Mm. He's not wrong. And if you go back, if you're an honest blues hockey fan, if you're honest with yourself and you love the sport of hockey and you love your blues – Go do something crazy like I do from time to time. Go back on NHL.com and go watch a game (laughs) from the past. Go watch four or five different games. Because that's what psychopaths like me do. Before I speak and just run my mouth, I go back and make damn sure that what I'm seeing is actually what's happening. Mm -hmm. Apart from two games this season, watch Jacob Verona. There's one period. One period, because this is how I am, Anthony. There's one period where out of the entire 20 minutes of play, he took 12 strides. <laughs> it's not enough. 12. <laughs> Anthony, like 12. <laughs> in, one, in one shift, Robert Thomas takes 20. In one period, he had 12 strides. And then board battles. You go back to the last five games, any loose puck battle. He's operating at 5%. I did the math. 5% winning <laughs> puck battles. And those are on 50-50 or 60-40 pucks, even, advan- even advantageous pucks. So not ones that he's destined to lose because it's just a bad spot. We're talking about advantageous spots. He's yeah. 5%. And some of them he just lets it go. Like the other night in Chicago, like I even said it on the broadcast, I go, I don't know if he's worried about getting hit. Because mm-hmm. he just lets the guy go, he lets the puck go, and he's like, meh. How do you get the 5%? Accident? No, there's maybe. You know. No, he had a couple of you know, plays. I, listen, he's still an NHL caliber player. And I know that some people are going to agree with me, and some people are going to hate the fact that what I'm saying, because they, they believe in what they saw last year. Mm-hmm. If what last year happened was true, he'd still be a Detroit Red Wing. If it was true, he'd still be a Washington Capitol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would be sought after. They'd be lined up out the door right now trying to trade for Jacob Verana. Yeah. There's a reason that you just got to. The just league gotta... will tell you what's going on if you just sit back and listen to yeah, the league. That's a great point. Yeah. If you're if you're yeah. watching the game and you, you you go back when well I don't know if we'll we'll see him play another game with the Blues, but if you do go back and watch, he is not that guy in the corner fighting for the puck. He's the guy that's standing right outside of that board battle, right. reaching and trying to, quote-unquote, dig the puck out. I wash. And then it squirts loose, and then, uh, you know, he's he's never the F1 or F2, even if he's supposed to be. No. And he's waiting on the wrong side. Like So let's go back to Columbus. 
or no, Chicago. In Chicago in the first period, he was cheating on the offensive side and the puck kicked out to his defenseman who walked right in and buried it. <laughs> Not great. He just got scratched for two in a row. Or three in a row before that. Yeah, they're not doing this on it. The, the coaching staff isn't coming to that conclusion on accident. Do yeah. you think the or Blues, when it comes to depth, do you think that, and you, we, we started this conversation with Sammy Blay and, uh, and Kapanen, mm-hmm. do, do we think that the Blues don't have enough depth outside of their starting lineup to push these guys out of the lineup? It's an interesting question. You bring up Hugh McGing, but like Hugh McGing is not going to light up so, the world. No, but Hugh McGing, what he's going to do is give you every ounce of everything that he is as a player, every single right. time. And this is why I talk about Blay and Kappen and where I'm like, I'm okay. And somebody put on here, I can't find it now, said, oh, yeah, it's easy to blame Blay, Kappen, and Verona. I'm not blaming them. I am not blaming I just told you that two of those guys I love in my lineup. I love them in my lineup. I'm not blaming them. Numbers are just fact. The numbers don't lie that in almost the exact same amount of games played, they're 21 goals shy of what they did last year. Yeah. So what do you want from me? And then another one here from the 980 says, Hey, Jamie, how, do, how does the Blues $8 million man in Jordan Cairo have one goal he has in every game so far, blah, blah, blah. And Verona has two goals and he has to play far less. What's the deal with $8 million man? $8 million man had a point of game last year and the year before. He did. Yeah. That's how he got his $8 million. Right. And he's still, this season, if you pull up the blue stats, Jordan Cairo is third in scoring on your team with 17 points in 27 games. And he's been snake bitten. Mm-hmm. If you add three more goals to that, which he should easily have, he's got 20 points in 27 games. He's going to eventually fall into the category of almost a point a game like he did last year. Yeah. I mean, it's fair to criticize Jordan Cairo, but you can, that doesn't mean you can't diminish what. Yakub Verana is not doing on the ice. Yeah, you could be objective on all players. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But you know, Jamie is simply laying it out how he sees it, and that's that's what it is. That's Andrew Marsh. That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Speaking of Jamie, he among other things, Jamie is synonymous for his smoke and mirrors takes. They're dead on. He started a question his smoke and mirror take on one NFL team though. We'll tell you who that is next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So Jamie is synonymous for a lot of things, a lot of different things. But one of the things that he's synonymous for is his takes on certain teams. It's usually in the NFL, but I feel like you you span to other other areas too in sports. It's mostly the NFL. Mostly the NFL. Yeah. You you like to have your smoke and mirror teams. And I have been dead on. You you I'll tell you what, the one year that the 49ers were playing well and you kept calling them smoke and mirrors every single week. You Wound up being right. Yeah. As Jimmy G and the 49ers fell short in the Super Bowl. Couldn't get it done. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> smoke and mirrors. <laughs> so, Jamie, you've been calling one team smoke and mirrors, but yeah. you had mentioned in one of the, as my mic moves on its own, uh, one of the breaks you had mentioned, you're like, maybe I maybe I got the smoke and mirrors team wrong. <laughs> maybe the smoke and the mirrors are in the wrong stadium. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to eat some crow here, Anthony. All right, so go for it. 
So I've been saying for at least the last four to five weeks that the Cowboys are smoking mirrors. I've been saying that Dak Prescott is smoking mirrors. He's running up big numbers on crappy teams. Boy, oh boy, did Dak and the Cowboys stuff at home on me. My goodness. They looked strong. Two very strong. Yes. They did. Uh, real quick, by the way. The, I don't think they're smoking mirrors. No, no, they're not. The, the NFL Pick'em Challenge, by the way, I only bring this up because I was I was surprised. M- most of our team was on the Eagles. I, I took the Cowboys last night. Marsh, did you take the boys? I did, yeah. Maybe you and I were the only ones that took the boys last night. Mm. We tied, which is essentially a win for us against the Rizzuto Show, so we won. We yes. won the season-long You're ready to prize. declare that right now? Yeah. I don't know, man. I just wait. I wait because knowing the Rizzuto show, they've got some kind of lie, some kind of cheat, Mm. some kind of scam. Yeah, that they'll blame us for. Well, they're cheating when they're the ones cheating. No, it's going to be... Well, they're supposed to win. They're the sports oh, radio yeah, they've, station. They've, they've got they're that. They're supposed to win. That they've yeah, got yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uh, ready to go at any point. Yeah. Meanwhile, nobody takes it more serious than Moon. Mm-hmm. Right. Moon is like calling NFL scouts yeah. asking yeah. for their opinion because, you know, he wants to win. I know right. what it might be. Oh, you know, they, they can't win on a tie. No, you can't win on a tie. Hey, you oh, know what? It's like, the, you know, you got to win by two. It, they, we're going to win by more than two. Yeah, we're yeah, going to win are. by two. If the Rizzuto show has any issues, they can they can find a mirror and look look in the mirror. Wow. One, make better picks. Or two, stand in a room and look at each other. Either way. It's mm. all of their fault. Or two, mm. understand, and I got crap for it from my own team, which I, I respect your thoughts on that, but you guys complained, not you guys, but the Rizzuto show complained a year ago that, oh, it's just a tie. It's just a tie. When we wanted to have a tiebreaker. It's just a tie. That's it. So the fact that we don't have a tiebreaker, that's on them. The fact that... <laughs> thought that was reserved for Mahomes today. Apparently not. Patrick's I like it, Marsh. <laughs> not being able to change the Monday night pick? Again, that's a Rizzuto show. They complained about that. Mm. I agreed to it, despite your guys' mm. objections yeah, to it. I yeah, hate to see it. They could have been changing the Monday night picks. Nope, sorry. Lock that down. So, I don't want to hear it. We won. And that show is going to be brought to you by the Fast Lane for a whole month. Oh, there's going to be a whole lot of things brought by the oh, Fast yeah. Lane for that show. Big time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so the Cowboys, right? I was surprised that uh, plenty of people were on the Eagles last night. I thought it was a perfect spot for the boys. That 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 passing attack for Dallas is legit. Yeah, that defense. And we already got a text from a 314 saying, you guys are crapping on the Cowboys. I don't know what you've heard me say Mm. outside of Mike McCarthy deserves more credit for what he's done with Dak. I can't say it. I can't say it enough. I've not crapped on your Cowboys, Sam. I have. You have. Marsh and Jamie just admitted he has. Well, I wanted them to lose, even though I picked them. Yeah, you did. I had some guy with a Cowboys sticker almost run me off the road yesterday. Probably one of our texters. Ah. So Marsh was all about the Cowboys. Was say, that team's legit, depending on who they play. I think if they line up against any team in the NFC, save for San Francisco, that they're going to make a run. Cowboys? Yes. That's a bad matchup yeah. for De- That's a really bad matchup who's, for Philly, as we saw last night. Who's their first playoff game? Well, right now it would be Tampa. <laughs> in Tampa. Shaky a rematch. Banky. Why would it be in Tampa if the Cowboys no, win the division? Because the Buccaneers are about to win the South. Yeah, but... Oh, no, Dallas, no. Dallas wins the division. No, then Dallas okay. would be... Um, they would face, I think, Minnesota. Probably the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. So no offense to Marsh's Vikings, but they would beat Minnesota. Are you sure? 
Yeah. That would be no, it'd be Green Bay. As of right what? now, it'd be Green Bay. Ah, oh, yes. Because Dal- Dallas would play Green Bay. Ooh, that'd be a good game. In in Dallas. No, yeah. it wouldn't be. Dallas. I, I like Dallas over every team except for San Francisco and the NFC. It, Dallas, including the Lions, who who are hell bent on having this magical season come to an end early. Other than whoa, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I don't know what you do the to that, ghost, Mike Anthony. The ghost. Wow. But man, does it go up in a hurry? Some lions, wow. some lions fan who who has long passed now is was ju- just it went over and hit my mic and punched me right in the mouth. We were talking and about I smoke it. and mirrors. I respect it. Oh, stop. Stop. They should have lost the last like four games. Oh, stop. That was ugly yesterday. That but, was terrible. What the hell's going on? Dude, I, oh, that the, the, So let me just tell you something. It's, go, it's golf. Let me describe my viewing experience of the Lions yesterday. Yeah. The game was on at the gym. Did the big ass TV, and I'm like, this mm-hmm. is great. I'm yeah. gonna do some cardio, get my team, and oh, then I go back right. to the weights. It's on there too. Awesome. I every time I would do a set and I would get up and the ball was back in the Bears' hands <laughs> <laughs> and Fields was running. I'm not. I'm not lying. Yeah. The Lions would get the ball back and I'd be like, okay, hang on, and I pull like you know, turn around, look, and the Bears had the ball back again. Mm-hmm. That's how awful the Lions' offense was. Yes. Three and out. Three and out. Turnover. Three and out. Marsh is right. They should have. They should have lost. They should have lost the the Bears game in Detroit. I wouldn't say they should have lost last week to New Orleans, but New Orleans made it a game when they shouldn't yeah, have. I mean, they should have lost. You had a twenty-one nothing lead in that, and they it was a one-score game. Hey, blown leads happen in the NFL all the time, Marsh. Okay, let's not uh, let's not criticize Detroit. Some even happened, you know, late in games a lot of times. Oh, wait, uh, Gauntlet next no, in the fast lane on one hundred and one ESPN. Lost yesterday. Well, again. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Three warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. Through your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler with Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. We welcome back Kevin, who beat BT, so slash Jamie, what? last last Friday. No, I didn't endorse that. BT filling in for Jamie. I would have pumped Kevin. Sorry, Jamie, you won't have your opportunity, not this time. Uh, Kevin will uh, will be back right now to take on Andrew Marsh or me. What's up, Kevin? Hey, how's it going today, guys? Doing great. Would you like to take on Marsh or me in round two today? So today, I think I'm going to go ahead and go against uh, Marshy. All right. Marsh is up this time around. Marsh just gave me. Oh, Anthony's electrocuting yeah, himself. This mic is jacked up, man. Yeah, you're always messing with it. It's probably fine for Randy and McKernan and BK. It's because you're electric. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> really means a lot, especially knowing that you mean it. All right. Um, <laughs> Kevin. Tell Marsh to spin the wheel. Marsh will get out of here. Spin that wheel, Marshy. All right, Kevin. I think I asked you this question last week, but uh, what what are you hoping for? Uh, really, anything but hockey. Anything but hockey. Mm. All right. Well, Anthony. Uh, let's. You got a lot of different things. Yeah. So no, no hockey. That's the good news. How do you okay. feel about random? Random. Uh, 
I'm okay with, I guess. We're going to find out, right, We're going to find out is right. Yeah, what, that was football. That was football you beat BT in, right? Yeah. Okay. What? That's my favorite category. It's one you get the most. I know. All right, random trivia today. Four questions. Go to Kevin. Same four questions. Go to Marsh. Each question is worth two points unless you ask for the options. If you ask for the options, it's worth one point. What are you laughing at, Jamie? Uh, just, you'll see. Okay. I love watching you with some of these questions. Oh, yeah. I'd screw up the names constantly. Uh, All right. Here we go. Kevin, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Name the puppeteer who creates Pinocchio out of wood. Uh, Geppetto. Final answer. Did you think I was going to struggle with that one? Oh, for sure. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. I think that's Italian. I'd be fine with that Mm, one. Yeah. All right. Question two, Kev. Before he became the Terminator or served as the governor of California, where was Arnold Schwarzenegger born? What country? Austria. Final answer. Question number three, Kevin. According to scientists, what is the most common name for a group of dolphins? According to scientists, what is the most common name for a group of dolphins? Uh, I have an idea, but let me go ahead and get the options. All right, here's your options. A crew, a manor, or a pod? I'm going to say I'm going to say pod. Final answer. All right, Kevin. Final question. In the early 80s, R&B hit, Just the Two of Us, inspired a rap song of the same name 15 years later. Who performed the updated version? I'm going to need the options again. All right. Was it P. Diddy slash Sean Puffy Combs, Will Smith, or Eminem? Uh, Let's go with uh, Will Smith. Final answer? No. Let's go... Let's go, uh, P. Diddy. Finally. P. Diddy. All right. All right. Welcome back, Marsh. How are you feeling, Kevin? Well, I think I had a great start, but, uh, I'm not sure about those last two. Okay. We'll see how Marsh does here. These are kind of fun, these ones. Yeah. Just going to say that. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Marsh is back from the cone of silence. Oh, he looks serious, too. Look at that yeah, young man. he does. Look at that young man. I'm yeah. proud of him. He's come so far. Very serious today. His haircut looking all clean. Just a smidge of water. <laughs> Don't overhydrate. <laughs> He's got just a little bit he left. Literally just enough, a little bit. He's just enough to wet the lips. <laughs> yeah. All right, Marsh, your category today is random. Okay. Jamie, tell him. Oh, pack a lunch, buddy. Mm. Question one, Marsh. Name the puppeteer who creates Pinocchio out of wood. Name the puppeteer. That creates Pinocchio out of wood. Oh, what is his name? Uh, exactly. Geppetto, final answer. <laughs> exactly, that's what we were looking for. Yeah. Well done. Okay, question two. Andrew, before he became the Terminator, I had to do that, or served as the governor of California, where was Arnold Schwarzenegger born? What country? Oh, man, is he from Austria? Um, 
he's from Austria, but let's see, let's use the options. All right, is it Austria? Damn it, Germany or Australia? Austria. Final answer. <laughs> Question three, Marsh. According to scientists, what is the most common name for a group of dolphins? According to scientists, what is the most common name for a group of dolphins? Um, I don't know. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> uh, I'll take the options. That's what Jamie would call them. Uh, that's well played. All right, here are your options. A crew, a manor, or a pod? A crew, a manor... Or a pod. A pod of dolphins. A manor of dolphins. I'm going to go with manor. I could be completely wrong. Actually, I probably am. But let's go with manor. Final answer. All right, Andrew. Question four. In the early 80s, R&B hit Just the Two of Us inspired a rap song of the same name 15 years later. Who performed that updated version? The two of us. We can make it if we try. <laughs> just the two of us. You nice and job, I. Yes, the two. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> options. Was it P. Diddy slash Sean Puffy Combs, Will Smith, or Eminem? All right. Um. I have no idea. Will Smith, final answer. Trying to be a tough dad, but you'd be making me laugh, Jamie. <laughs> Let's go over these. Kevin versus Marsh. Question one. Name the puppeteer who creates Pinocchio out of wood. Kevin, you said Geppetto. Marsh, you also said Geppetto. Correct answer is... It is, in fact, Geppetto. Neither of you needed the options. Nice job on that. So we've got a 2-2 tie. According to scientists, what is the most common name for a group of dolphins? Kevin, with the options, you said a pod. Marsh, with the options, you said manor. Correct answer is? It's a pod of a dolphins. Pod. So Kevin goes up by one against Marsh. I am screwed. The early 80s R&B hit, Just the Two of Us, inspired a rap song of the same name 15 years later. Who performed that updated version? Kevin, you said Will Smith. Then when we asked no, you for... No, then, oh, yeah, okay, Then when sorry. we asked you for... My bad. Come on, come on. My, my bad. We asked you for your final answer. You said, no, no, no. And then went with P. Diddy. Marsh, you took the options. You went Will Smith. Correct answer is... Will Smith. Will Smith. I Will believe Smith it was for a movie, answer. too, wasn't it? I think it was. Part of a movie soundtrack? Yeah. I'm going to find out. Go ahead, guys. I already know where this is going. It's a line, though. One of the lines in the thing is, trying to be a tough dad, but you'd be making me laugh. Will Smith. Yeah. Just get on with the next one. So we have a tie. We have a tie. Or you don't know anything. Just relax over there. <laughs> Before he became the Terminator, or served as the governor... Of California, where was Arnold born? You guys both said Austria. Correct answer is? Austria. That's right. So we have a winner. Kevin did not need the options. Kevin. You have chosen wisely. You were right, Marsh. You knew where I was heading. Mm -hmm. Kevin with a 5-4 win over Marsh. Marsh did not have confidence in himself over that Austria question. 
and it's the one that basically became his undoing. Kevin, congratulations. You'll take on me tomorrow for an opportunity to win a gauntlet trophy. Congrats. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Good Thanks. job, Marsh. I was, I was a little worried there at the end. I was like, I wasn't sure what to think. So. Marsh, Marsh is he's stunned. He's got nothing to say. Well, actually, uh, my my microphone or not my microphone, my headset just came out of the oh, so thing. Hear. I literally had no idea what he just said. <laughs> <It's> all right, <laughs> you nodded. You're like, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I, yeah he just I, said he just said nice job. Dude. Oh well, thank you. Nice job, Kevin. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank all you. Right. All right, Kevin. We'll call you tomorrow. See you, buddy. All right, see you guys. So, answer. Did you get it? Was it a soundtrack? Yeah, it's not part of a soundtrack. Okay, all I just right. thought it was. No, fair enough. Should have been though. That's a tough one. That's a, that's a tough one. You knew the answer to the second one there. You you thought you knew. You did know. But you didn't have the Huevos Rancheros oh, to just run with it. And it cost you. But it's Liberty okay. Bells. The Liberty Bells. Yep. Yep. Oh. Not there. Jamie earlier today incited a maybe a mini riot among Cardinals fans when he said, hey, listen, you saw Shohei Otani, what he was just paid, Cardinals fans. Are you going to embrace the just get in model then? Knowing you can't compete from a spending standpoint. More of your mic drops on that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Anybody who uh, gets upset about the way the Cardinals spend money just don't understand how it works. This franchise ranks middle of the league in both payroll and revenue. So you got to understand you can't can't just spend money you don't have and the, the team needs to be profitable. Otherwise, they can't put a product on the field at all. So just think about that. And also give thought to the fact that, you know, seven years from now, we won't be paying $70 million to a guy who might not even be able to pitch or even hit at that point. Who knows what's going to happen to Otani? Uh, I know it'll look nice for the next couple of years, but later on, people are going to be bumming in L.A. I promise you that because they won't have any championships to show for it either. Oh, I like that. That was from Tony. Great mic drop, Tony. I agreed with a lot of, of what he said. In fact, I agree with basically all of it. Jamie, you've brought this up before. Team's got to be profitable. It wants to be profitable. Well, they deserve to be. It's a business. It's a business. It's just a, like, no matter what we say, no matter how much we are fans, no how much we want to win baseball games, at the end of the day, it is a business. Yes. And nobody goes into business to lose money. You're not going to operate like the Dodgers. You can't. You're not going to operate like the Yankees. You can't. You're not going to operate like the Phillies. You can't. So, to me, it's not, it's not about spending anymore. I'm so sick of the spending conversation. I know how most of you feel. I get it. If the team spends... It equates to trying. I get that. But you can't have it both ways. You can't say you tried on Dexter Fowler. Or I'm sorry, you can't say that you want to see your teams try. And when they spend and it doesn't work out, you say, well, you didn't spend correctly. No, that's that's always the point. Mm-hmm. That's, when it comes to you setting your budget at home. How much money do we make? How much money do we want to allocate to certain things? <laughs> You yeah, do you, this. You can't make a, let's say you make Y dollars. You can't spend X, which is twice as much as you make, or you're putting yourself out of business sure. as, a, as a family unit. Or let's say you don't even do that. Let's say you are responsible with your money and you save more than you spend. Okay, great. But what are the things that you're spending your money on? Are you always spending it the correct way? No, I'm not. 
Oh, I thought you were talking. Yeah, I was talking in general. Yeah, yeah. But J- like, Jamie, no. thanks for answering that. Yeah, no. That I think is more is more apt with the Cardinals conversation. Are they spending their money the right way? Are they spending it on entertainment, or are they saving it for when they need a major house remodel, or they need a new hot water heater? Are they are they saving it and spending it wisely, or are they spending it? <laughs> Just picturing Mo pinching pennies on for fast hot water food, <laughs> right? <laughs> not the not the best example. No, I know what you're doing. I get it. But you were taking everyday life things and and equating it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a bad analogy. No, I thought it was fine, Anthony, uh, honestly. But again, I don't think Tony's right. The, you're not going to spend 700 million on one player. You're not going to spend 300 million on one player. So. I'm going to go back to the Padres and the Mets and even the Dodgers for that argument's sake of the amount of money those teams spent last year. And none of them won the World Series, and two of them have the same amount of playoff appearances as you did last year. Mm -hmm. Yet we're going to equate going for it to the dollar amount spent. Right. Whether it was reckless or wisely, whatever, the Mets started to liquidate players, not because Steve Cohen needed to save money, not because he was trying to limit the damage. It, maybe he was trying to limit some of the luxury tax damage to the team, but let's isolate the Padres for a minute. That's a team that if they don't win it this year, they're going to have to fold up, mm-hmm. and then they're going to suck for five, six, seven years, maybe even longer they're going to have to because yeah. they won't be able to afford. They already had to trade one Soto. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's one casualty so far. There will be more. Yes. And if they don't win next season, there will be a lot more mm-hmm. because they already had to go tap a, the door at the bank for a fifty million dollar loan or whatever it was. You know, can't survive that way. So. If you're thinking about your Cardinals and what you equate to going for it is just spending recklessly, what if your Cardinals don't win it? And then what if your team has to suck for five or six years after? Yeah. Does that seem fun? Last year sucked. I hated every minute of it. And the Cardinals weren't even the worst team to watch. Record-wise, they're the worst team in the division, but they weren't the worst team to watch. Mm -hmm. You still had some players that you could kind of – Embrace and be like, yeah, yeah, I like this guy. I don't care. He's he's good. Goldie, Arnado, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn. He still has some things to go see. You don't have much to go see when you have to liquidate. No. Anybody can think, look, you could be ticked off at how, whatever you want to be ticked off at or frustrated with. Jamie, here's what I'm frustrated with. It is not the spending aspect. I'm over it. I never thought that was the best way to build a team anyways. And you brought up the Padres example. You said if they don't win this year, and they won't, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to liquidate. And then what are they what can they do? Right? That's how you kind of phrased it. Yeah, what what now? What what could they do? You know what they would have to do, Jamie? Ironically, draft really well. They'd have to draft really well. They'd have to do it the long way. Which I think is the best way to build a sustainable winner. I'm not saying you never spend on free agents. I'm, I'm not saying you never make any moves in you know when it comes to trades. But those should be the last thing you do once you have the foundation in place. I, I am not frustrated 
that the Cardinals are not willing to spend more, whatever more is to you. I am frustrated by them not choosing a clear direction when it comes to building the roster. Are you still frustrated? Yes. What's your biggest frustration? Like who, if you're looking at this roster slash rotation, yeah. everything, what's your biggest frustration? It's a total hindsight thing. So let me just admit that. Okay. It's, it's absolutely hindsight. What I'm most frustrated by is that they decided at one point to put all their eggs in the offensive basket. This has been a team that has prided itself, going back to Lisa's mic drop, on pitching and defense. Uh And really pitching defense and fundamentals. Run prevention and fundamentals. Playing the game the quote-unquote right way. They have always been that way. But because they weren't apt at bringing up some of their, their position players or making the right trades for position players, they decided that they need to make uh, they needed to make a, a risky move and bring in a guy that was going to hit behind Paul Goldschmidt. And in doing so, in hindsight, again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fully admitting in hindsight, they gave up two starters that could be at the top of this rotation right now. Now, with Sandy Alcantara and Zach Allen pitch as well for their Cardinals as they have for the Diamondbacks and for the Marlins, respectively, we don't know. Don't know but that. that's also the point. We'll never know. If they so, if they just said, no, we are about pitching, defense, and fundamentals, mm-hmm. I don't think they make that trade. And fans would bitch. They would say, oh, you don't have enough. You don't have the, the offense. But at least they would have the one thing that has been tried and true in Major League Baseball. If you've got the pitching... Mike, you've got the pitching. You've got a chance. Okay, so let's let's remove hindsight. I gotta stop moving this mic. Yeah, quit playing with it. Sorry, good start. No wonder it goes up all the time. Just playing with it. It fires up. It's got no choice. See, exactly. Come on. Yeah. Um. So let's remove hindsight. Yes. Let's talk present. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the way things are right now? I'm frustrated, but I understand how why they're doing. Why are you frustrated? What are you frustrated with? I want. I I'm frustrated. That they don't have good young pitching. Agree. That we know of. Totally agree with you. Totally agree. Now, we still don't know what McGreevy, Graceffo, and Hentz will do at spring training. We sure. don't know what Zach Thompson will do in the offseason. He had a pretty productive year last year. Do I have any of those guys as slotted in? No, I don't. But a year from now, you better. You better have at least two of those guys in your rotation. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to... Be patient on those guys mm-hmm. for the time being. And I understand. I agree with what you're saying. I wish I had some young pitching, too. I wish there were two or three guys that you're like, yeah, the old guys are going to have to fight it out, not the young guys. Yeah, yeah that would be a, a more optimal situation. I don't find myself right now in the moment frustrated with the Cardinals. I almost understand the initial direction with this team. Is you got a couple of veteran guys in Gibson and Lance Lynn that one Lance Lynn, you know what you're getting. And it's more than just being on the bump. You, the clubhouse needed somebody to be a Lance Lynn. They haven't had that. It's been a little bit, in my opinion, only a little bit of a country club. Mm-hmm. And there were lots of stuff that's kind of gone on and nobody said anything and it's just been okay. You know, so let's get Lance Lennon. It's worth it. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Gibson, Gibby's supposed to be an incredible guy, great teammate, a leader guy. 
I understand it. Sonny Gray, I applaud it. So I'm okay right now with where the Cardinals are. Now, do they have to continue to try and add? Yeah, I would love to see them make a trade. Would love to see another young starting pitcher. Even if he's a number two pitcher with the potential of maybe being a number one one day. I'd love to see that. Absolutely. But I'm kind of okay for now in what they've done. Now, 25, 30, 40 games in, come and ask me again. It might be like last year where it's a complete disaster, but what if it isn't? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm kind of okay. Does that? Am I wrong? If I, I am, I'm just fine. Coming, I'll wear it. No, I think you're just coming, kind of coming to the the understanding of where this team is is at, and you just. I think a lot of these signings have shed a lot of light on things. You've presented a question for everybody today that I think that you've already answered for yourself, which is that uh, you're kind of embracing the oh well they're they're playing they're, they've got to play in a different they got to play in a, at a different level, money wise and spending wise and yeah you just you, I think you, they have to play it. more of a level where uh, they're good players have to be exactly what they are, mm-hmm. and their young players have to not necessarily exceed expectations, but continue to develop at a rapid pace while on the job. Definitely. Now, this team just relies on hope. That's what it is. You mentioned earlier in the show that they've done the bare minimum. So are yeah. Cardinal fans frustrated? Yeah, they are, because this team had a terrible season, and the best and their best option to get back to relevancy is doing the bare minimum. It, but did for they right do now, the bare yes. minimum? What's up? Because the bare minimum for me would have been not signing Sonny Gray. It would have been bringing in another Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson-esque sure. pitcher. That would have yeah, been the bare minimum. That's, that's, that's below that's true. bare minimum, in my opinion. If so they you think Sonny Gray, Gray is bare minimum? For what this rotation looks like? I, I think so. Really? The the third guy on the pe- – uh, fourth guy because Otani, but fourth guy on the list, do you think that's the – I wouldn't say it's a bare minimum. I think you're right in that they could have signed they could have signed another guy to a one year deal and said, Okay, we're done, we filled the rotation. Or or they could have just said, Well, we'll let the the young guys compete for the fifth spot. Yeah, to so that's get back I, to being competitive, I I believe we're right around the bare minimum. Because I mean, if you don't sign Sonny Gray, you're 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 not even you don't have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a chance. No, you don't. And you might not have a chance right now. You so may not. if you don't have a chance right now, you're saying that. Why is that? Is it because they've because done team, the bare minimum? I mean, you said it at the beginning of the show. Because this team lost its way five years ago, like the puppy. Yeah, mm, and now the they're not. Lost now way. they're not winning. Willing to Find that. put you know put posters up on the, uh-huh. the trees and you know go around knocking on doors. They're not willing to do that. And I, I'm not trying to take any anything away from Sonny Gray. Second, the Cy Young voting this year. I'm sure he's going to have a great year for the Cardinals. I, I, you know, I hope he does. I'm sure the front office hopes he does. But that's one guy. I feel like you need to bring in an extra dude that is going to put this team over the top. Uh, Anthony, I've got the answer for Andrew. Coming up next? No. I'm one. Oh, still available too. Okay. What's we trending? Get him in. What's trending is next. I want to ESPN. Folks. Come on. Door number- we're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's trending in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered. What's trending now? Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill to win a magical Polar Express staycation.
Welcome back to the Fast Lane here in, on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Guys, the biggest news in sports right now, of course, is the NBA in-season tournament. Oh, yeah, it is. Lakers defeated the Pacers 123-109. to Oh, no. Did you guys catch any of this game? Did you even care? Did you even know it was happening? Uh, no on all those. I, I've been extremely fired up. Have you? Yeah, I really have. To find out what the hell this tournament really is. <laughs> it's the in-season tournament. Yeah. So uh, They're going to crown an in-season champion. Yeah, none of it makes sense to me. It really makes no sense at all. You've got players that are already trying to do, pull this load management, and now you're going to throw extra games on their schedule with a tournament that means pretty much nothing. I don't know how the NBA figured this was going to be awesome. And maybe I'm wrong. Texters, you can fire in here at 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. Like, if you loved it and you couldn't wait, you can't wait for the next one, like, I want to hear about it. Tell me why. Because I look at this, and I thought it was going to be, I thought there was going to be a break. When they brought this idea, I thought it was going to be a little break somewhere in the season where they play a little four- or six-team tournament. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe the top three teams in each conference play a little tournament. Or the bottom three in each conference play a little tournament. Give them something to play for. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to be right from the beginning of the season. Then it'd be, it'd be over like 20 games in. I feel like... I think this is really silly. I, th- I feel like the NBA is trying to capitalize on the the great... <laughs> the NFL has, has it down pat because they only play once a week. And then they've got the playoffs, and the playoffs are, are always interesting. But the best format in all sports is March Madness. So maybe the NBA is trying to capitalize a little bit on that. The tournament's play is always exciting and intriguing. Is it? It's not a series. It's How many did you watch, Anthony? 0.0. <laughs> See? Boy, it must have been exciting. <laughs> mm. Jamie, you asked a question. Why? I was trying to help. If somebody goes, oh, it's only one extra game. Do your research. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to watch. I don't care. I, I didn't even know what the hell was, why they're doing it. By the way, minus... <laughs> Minus 10 points for the do your research. We got a text from the 314. I don't know what I'm taking away from, but uh, it's just it's, uh, minus 10. It's a, it's a penalty. Minus 10. We got a text from the 314. <laughs> Jamie, you clearly don't know what you're talking about. And neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if they're not extra games. Okay? Let's, let's, how about this? Everybody who's listening, let's anim- eliminate the extra games. Don't claim to know anything about it. I literally just told you. I had no idea what was going on. Okay. That's so, correct. So guilty as charged. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Sell me something else about this. Mm. Except for the, it was an extra game. This won the championship <laughs> game. Okay, what else? What pumped your nads watching this tournament? <laughs> Tell me, please. What pumped your tires? Well, yeah. the court looked cool. Like, what? Yeah, the court was kind of interesting. I saw it. I was at a bar, and I was like, what the hell is that court all about? Yeah. I thought it was like the and one tour all over again. I mean, if you're an NBA fan, you're probably watching anyways, right? If you're an NBA no, fan, sure. you're watching anyways. If you're if you're a casual fan, did you watch? That's the that's the question. No. I, I, I go back to this. Like, why do these players even want to do this? Why are you yelling at me? I don't know. I'm not. I'm just yelling in general. I don't right? get I mean, it. That's what I get. When I get passionate about something or confused, I just yell. I have no idea, man. I don't <sighs> know. I've got no answer. I got 0.0 answers for Okay, you. hang on. Okay. From the 406, I enjoyed it. And I don't want to I don't want to crap on people who enjoyed it. Yeah, don't I do just want to know why you enjoyed it. You said you could see that the players cared a lot in the intensity of play and some of the lower paid players got a chance to make huge pay bump. 
Okay, how did they get a chance to make a huge pay bump? Is it because they played the lower-tiered guys more? Do they get playing time bonuses? Well, the winner gets a percentage. Only one team, money. though. Oh, yeah, it reminds so me of, So everybody like else the... played for nothing. Well, you got to win. Got to win. I'm just asking. If you... Guys, I'm doing my research right win. now. Remember the research guy? Yes. I'm doing it right now. But he's minus 10 right now, so. The NBA is better than the NHL. Okay, that's your argument? Oh, no, they put an LOL. All right. <laughs> I, I read every text angry. Yeah, I was about to say, got to remember, Jamie reads every text angry. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what it is. I just don't understand the concept, uh, apart from more advertising dollars and maybe uh, another avenue to sell something. I don't know, Anthony. I just don't uh, get yeah. it. Especially a league that wants to, like, guys that want to play less and be paid more. Um, that's yes. Hmm. I would just go with yes on that. All right. We got a text from the six three from the six three six. You guys are talking too much about the NBA today. Let's move on. I'm just confused. Didn't even mention this. Jaden Daniels, Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, congratulations. You guys think uh, yes. that he deserved it? Yes. Yeah, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, yeah, yeah question. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to just interrupt. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so. I'm used to that when I'm at home. <laughs> wow, wow, Anthony. My kids do it all the time. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> Anyways, um, so. they do. <laughs> my wife and I are finally talking. Chris and I are finally talking about something. Really? Daddy, mommy, daddy. Uh, the kids <laughs> always interrupt you, no matter no what, what you're they doing. They can smell it. They got a radar for yeah. no matter what you're oh, doing. Yeah, they can all be there watching yeah. TV and finally just go to the kitchen and have a conversation. Like, Boom, forbid, one of them's right there. You enjoy oh. yourself for like. Oh. Yeah. Three, four minutes. Nope. Have you have you seen you know? the uh, <laughs> three or four minutes? The, the, fam, the Family Guy episode <laughs> when when Stewie is by the bedside of, of Lois and he's like, Mom, Mommy, Mommy. Mom, yeah, that's Mom, basically how it is. Mommy. Yes. Mom. She's like, What? Hi. Hi. I love you. So, uh, so yeah, I've seen that. Uh, all right. So, my question or my, my comment about Jaden Daniels is one. I I didn't think he was ever going to not win it with the numbers he had. Mm-hmm. But I saw a video resurface over the weekend of his ASU teammates that were so pissed off at him when he decided to transfer. Mm-hmm. They were in his locker looting through his things and like taking his shoes and taking crap and be like, screw that guy. Oh jeez. You can pull it up on on the 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 Twitex thing oh, there. Wow. I was like, really? That's, that's bad. Now he's got a Heisman. He's like, take all the damn sneakers you want, you <laughs> filthy animals. <laughs> we have a lot of people on the text line wanting Jamie to ask Piddles about the NBA conversation. Oh, I'm sure Action Jackson's all over this NBA stuff. No, he's not. There's no way. What do you mean there's no way? There's no way. He is. He's the NBA expert. Yeah, Darren but even he, think, he, even he knows the term is crap. He knows it. <laughs> Especially if they're just regular season games anyways and only one extra game. What's the difference? Just watch your normal NBA programming, oh, folks. Oh, Jamie. If you like that sort of thing. The NBA's gotten boring, let's be honest. It's really boring. Absolutely. It used to be fun. Like, I'm not even talking about the 90s where it was like elbows and body checking in the paint. Like, But you're mostly talking mm, about the 90s. N- yeah, I do like the, the 80s were good, too. But even in the early 2000s, like when you had the big men, like when Shaq was there, like you had these guys that were dominating the paint. You'd see slam dunks and all this stuff. And now mm. it's like, no, 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 kick it outside, three-pointer. Mm. <laughs> you tell me you don't like... The defense uh, is this. Yeah. No. You don't like the Pacers shooting 41 times from the, from beyond the arc? No, I, I find... That's how you win. I they were 10 for 41. <laughs> 
there's for me, there's it's no terrible. entertainment. I would be more entertained watching Anthony throw it 41 times. Because I feel like there's a chance that you might miss a lot and I could laugh. It'd get boring and sad after it's a while. It's boring though. anyways, even when they make them. It'd be sad, though, because I'm not making anything. I think know? it'd be more exciting because there'd be rebounds, generate some action underneath the, the rim. Yeah, okay. That's what you want. Makes sense. All the action you can get right under the rim. Hmm. Old Action Jackson mm-hmm. standing right under the hoop. That's what he meant. Yep. Totally what I meant. Um, mm. Guys, and hold on to your answers here. Hmm. By the way, Craig from O'Fallon Mall won the tickets to the Def Leppard. Oh boy, Craig! How do we Craig? Journey concert, yeah. <laughs> I had uh, I made a reference to a comedian mm. while well, talking about Mahomes earlier, and the comedian was Bill Burr. Mm. That's mm. why Jamie went. Burr, it's cold outside. Yeah. So Craig from O'Fallon Mall, congratulations! We've got Def Leppard and Journey tickets to give away all week. The and again, hold hold your answer on this. If I were to give you the the 49ers or the field to win the Super Bowl, who are you taking? That's next on one of these. Wait. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Marsh, if I gave you the Niners or the field to win the Super Bowl, what do you got? Who are you taking? Niners Ooh. or the rest of the field? Man. AFC and NFC. So in that little uh, gift basket, you got the Ravens, you've got the Dolphins, you got the Chiefs, you got the Eagles, you got the Cowboys. Well, it's not going to be the Cowboys. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wow. Jamie's Lions. Jamie's Buccaneers. Absolutely. They might not even make the playoffs. Who? The Bucs. No, the Bucs are definitely making right now. Oh, you're right. Yeah, oh, the Falcons Bucks are, are the yeah. team they're competing Are you with. kidding me? Bucs are definitely <laughs> making the playoffs. My bad. That's the winner of that division. Yes. Uh, I think I could go to the, the 49ers. I mean, all these other teams are finding ways to lose games or almost lose games. And I don't trust that heading into the playoffs. Although the Niners did have problems earlier in the season where they lost a stream of games. They're playing really good football right now. They're beating teams that they need to beat. And I think right now they look like the best team in football. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. I'm going to circle back to you, Marsh, because you actually surprised me a little bit by that answer. Really? For one specific reason. But, Jamie, if I gave you a nice little basket over here, mm. and in that basket you can have the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Bills, your Lions, your Packers, your you're now Cowboys. The Eagles. Uh, Lions is what I meant to say. Yeah. Or Bucks is what I meant to say. I said Lions. Got that basket. Yeah. Or one basket, one team, Niners to win the Super Bowl. Well, based on that, I'll take the field. Because the odds are, <laughs> the odds are that somebody else, like, the odds are greater. Vegas, like, would never give you equal odds on that, by the way. No. It would be way off on that. Yes. Um, no, but I think the Niners are the team to beat for sure. And Anthony, I think our preseason prediction yeah. is on a crash course for the Super Bowl, which was the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, yeah. 
I you think... and I are pretty dumb, mm. but we look pretty smart on this, Jamie. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And it's the color of the Super Bowl logo this year. Both teams with the colors, Boom. as the trends would have it. Oh, These scripted. two teams. So what is it, gold and purple? It's it's red and purple. Wow. So you got the scripted 49ers. again. I mean, Damn I'm NFL. NFL. <laughs> it's good. It got us again. I'm holding out for uh, for a Vikings Chiefs oh, Super Bowl yeah, myself. Yeah, but, sure. You know. That makes sense. Absolutely. Whoa. Marsh, you surprised me a little bit only because you have often been the guy that has said the Niners will, will get hurt. McCaffrey can't make it. Mm-hmm. Debo can't make it. Brock Purdy won't make it. You've often cited the Niners' injuries. And, I have. And really – they are one of those big-time injuries away mm-hmm. from losing. Because you mentioned the three-game losing streak that they went on. And Why th- did they go on a three-game losing because streak? Because they were injured. Because parts of games or were full games. Were they injured or were they hurt? They were hurt in both. <laughs> <laughs> Debo was hurt. Or Debo was injured. McCaffrey was hurt. <laughs> Great program reference. Yep. But, Marsh, you've often cited that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as I represent this. Yeah. Before you say final answer, are you going to take the Niners or are you going to jump in the field with Jamie? I'm taking the Niners. Wow. Okay. They, they already got hurt. All right. Yeah, uh, they got that out of the way. I'm with you, by the way. They're the uh, they're the most complete team. I mean, I think this would be, be close, quite frankly. I think the Niners right now are the best team in the NFL, but they're definitely the best team in the NFC, obviously. Probably the best team in the world. Would you say? In the world? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they are. They would be world champions. Mm -hmm. They're good. I'll tell you who's good. Brock Purdy's good. Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. watching him drop the football in now, like in areas where like elite quarterbacks are doing it. Mm -hmm. And before was Brock Purdy's a systems quarterback. You're not a systems quarterback when you can drop it in between two defenders into your receiver's hands. Right. I'm sorry. That's he's talented. Or he's developed, or whatever you want to call it. I've mentioned this before about Purdy and Tua. Tua was taken fifth or sixth overall. Brock Purdy was taken dead last in Uh the draft. Both of them would would technically be to some. I mean, they're all playing systems. This this is our argument, right? In the fast lane, we're like they're all in a system. Yeah. But to use the term that is that is thrown around by a lot of NFL fans. Football fans, he's a system guy, meaning he's just like a game manager, right? Like he's just a point guard. Tua's the same thing, but because Tua, I argue, was a first-round pick, top-ten pick, we view it differently than Brock. It's almost like, I oh, got lucky. No, I think the NFL missed on this one. It has happened, and he landed in the best system, and now his talents are on full display. Yeah, His footwork is outstanding. His accuracy is off the charts. He just fit perfectly into the system. And, yeah, he's got a lot of talent around. But it's not—it's no different than Tua. But we don't talk about Tua being a system guy necessarily. Why? He's a top-ten pick. If Brock Purdy was the number one overall pick, we'd be talking about him like he's Joe, Joe Burrow. I guarantee it. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be far off. Although, if he was a number one pick, it'd be hard-pressed to find a team that good to play with right away. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Just Although, saying. Trey Lanning took Trey Lance third. Yeah, but look at him. Yeah, he's just Dallas. That that injury conversation that you you brought up, I mean, you can make that for any team, though. Marsh, I brought this up specifically for you. No, I know. Because you have often talked about McCaffrey not making it through and Debo not making it through. With just cause, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're right. just because you said that. Well played. 
I brought already, it up. They already got injured. Though, right. So I'll, I'll, I'll use that as the, the injury bug. And they look bad. They did look bad. They did. Okay, so I brought this up at the start of the show today, three hours ago. I said, is this show that's not anything really good for baseball? If you said, oh, yeah, definitely. The numbers on his contract and what he's going to allow the Dodgers to do, you may feel differently after you hear him. Next, I want to win ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. We kicked off the fast lane today when we got nasty at two o'clock. I said, "Otani, seven hundred million. One is going to is going to work for the Dodgers." And Tony left his mic drop earlier in the show, which I completely agreed with. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think you could just hand over seven hundred million to one player and build a com- a competitive team year in and year out. Well, you can if you're deferring most of the money. What What do you mean by that, Anthony? What explain that? Well, according to a report by the Athletic. Shohei Otani will defer $68 million per year of his $70 million annual salary. So wait. $68 of his $70 million. So they're Correct. Gonna, they're going to pay him, guarantee him, $2 million a year. $2 million a year. And then the rest the course, is deferred over what? Yes. The next 500 years? Probably. He'll be dead and still be collected. How is the deferring schedule for the I want to see the deferring schedule. Oh, but because Bobby Bonilla is pissed now. <laughs> Bobby's like, no, <laughs> no, what the hell? In an effort to enable the Dodgers to continue spending oh, around stars <laughs> Otani, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman, Otani agreed to defer all but two million of his annual salary, sixty-eight million of his seventy million per year, until after the completion of his contract. The deferred money is to be paid out without interest. From 2034 to 2043. Oh, my gosh. So, it's not the Papi Oni- the, uh, Bonilla deal. Because he's basically collecting, from, from what I can understand, somebody was talking about this earlier today. From what I can understand, Bobby Bonilla, when he shows up every year to the Mets, you know, the Bobby Bonilla day and all that, it's all, it's all interest that he's earned. This is without interest. Which tells me, Shohei is really, really all in to try to win. It shows me that. You know what else it shows me? Just how much money Shohei Otani, how much he is already making in Mm. endorsements. Because his agent doesn't tell him, by the way, you're only going to make $2 million a year playing in L.A. We're going to get taxed 50% on that, by the way. Mm -hmm. No. This means he has massive endorsement deals coming, or signed already. Right. Otherwise, there's no way you do it from a, from a quality of living for a major league superstar. He would take. He would say, "You're going to guarantee me at least ten million. Like, give me a lifestyle here." Right. <laughs> 
Well, if you're Shohei Otani. I, I know, I know what you mean. I'm not talking about you and I. I I'm talking about Shohei Otani. Like, there's a lifestyle that comes with this. You just, I you just sign for it. $700 million. You're not living in the one-bedroom apartment no. that's attached to the lady's house. Right. <laughs> Because that's the L.A. prices. He's biking to work yeah. every day. He's rollerblading into friggin' he's Dodger li- Stadium. He's living. He's like living above the garage of some Correct. old sweet With a lady. window unit. Yeah, he's Air looking at the stadium. See you later, Miss Williams. I'll be back. Not that Shohei would sound like that at all, but well, maybe he speaks better yeah, now than know. he did before. Yeah, seventy million per year, wow. sixty-eight deferred. Until 2034 and 2043. So I initially agreed with Tony when he's like, it's not going to work. I had the same thought. No, it's going to work because the Dodgers are going to be able to keep spending. Check back in 2034 and 2043 with the Dodgers, but that's a long time from now. I I hope they don't win a World Series. Oh, I hope so, too. I'm with you. uh, So I posed this question in the break. (laughs) And why? And why, right? Because we're mad. Right. We don't like it. Well, but yeah. I feel the same way, Marsh. You're like, I hope you don't win. Is Shohei Otani going to become a villain in baseball now? Like, I think that for the most part, he is beloved by Major League Baseball fans, not just what Angel fans at the time mm-hmm. and now Dodger fans, but I feel like everyone liked Shohei Otani because he's a likable dude. Yeah. Does this sort of make him a villain in a sense? Because now he's playing for a team that I think a lot of a lot of fans around baseball would consider to be a villain. The, oh, the, yeah. the National League the f- villain. This is this is now the 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 evil empire. That's laughable when you think about the Yankees, the evil empire. Are you kidding me? That's the, the, this is that's nothing compared to what we're seeing. This is now. Just first order. Just wait till they sign Yamamoto. That's child's play. In no kidding. Four hours. No kidding. Evil empire. That's a, that's laughable compared to what the Dodgers are so doing. Your rotation in two years could be Timmy Tightpants. Walker Bueller, Shohei Otani, Yamamoto. Who else have they got? Uh, they got all their young guys. Well, all the young guys. Like, uh, what's his name? Bobby. I want to say Bobby Miller, but maybe I get the first or last name wrong. Bobby, the the guy, the flying tomato. That's Dustin May. No, nah, that's right. Yeah. Carrot Top. Yeah, that's <laughs> Dustin May. I'm just wondering what this rotation looks like in two years. I if mean, they get a Yamamoto. Oh, they oh, probably will. Unhittable. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It and looks then, unhittable. Then you've got Otani, yeah. Mookie Betts, Freeman, and whoever else. Maybe Cody Bellinger back. Will, like, I mean, Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah. Just the two of mm. us. We can make an image. That's unbelievable. Hey, you know what, though? What? Just get in, baby. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? <laughs> Just get in. <laughs> you know what, Marsh? Just get in. Yeah. You never know. You never know. I got a question for, I'll save it for the biggest question of the day at, at the bottom of the hour here, but I, I do have a question when it comes to Otani and another sport, specifically a player in another sport who's been criticized. We'll oh, get wow. to that. We'll get to that five there. Just thought of it. Just hmm. off the top of this old dome. Every once in a while, the uh, the hamster gets back on the wheel. Absolutely. And spins out a gem, and he just mm-hmm. did, I think. Well, well, we'll he's find usually out. getting knocked off the wheel. He's usually knocked off the wheel because the mic hits pool, me in the face. A pool wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. A, Guys, a desk. <laughs> we got a great text here. And you I, ain't lying, Mark. I don't know if it's true or not. No idea, but I really do hope it's true. It's from the 314. It says, Lance Lynn deferred 12000 per year to keep the Cardinals competitive. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> I think well didn't so didn't didn't Sonny Gray? Sonny Gray deferred. He did, he, he did. And hey, let's not forget, your St. Louis Cardinals are taking on these Los Angeles Dodgers you opening week. 
this isn't fun. Like the six one hate is about his head is about to explode. But I just thought about it based on that text, which is brilliant. <laughs> Shohei's like, hey, you know, let's defer this money. Dodgers within twenty four hours, they're gonna sign Yamamoto. Sonny Gray's like, hey, let's defer, right? I'll defer the money, free you up. Mm-hmm. And then the DeWitts are like, yeah. good, good, save a little. <laughs> We'll Let's save go a little get money those this two year. pitchers from the Red Sox. Well, no, 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 they didn't do that. <laughs> Let's save it. We haven't even talked about that trade yet. Let's bank it. Oh, the O'Neill trade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we haven't done it. We haven't talked about Tyler. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's all it's fine. fine. <laughs> all right. Sports Six Pack is next. If you've got a question, send it into the Air Comfort Service Stocks line at 314-399-9646. Sports Six Pack is next. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is now... Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalters, Andrew Marsh with your questions for the sports six-pack. Question number one, please. All right, gentlemen, we were talking earlier about head coaches in the NFL being bad at their jobs in the final two minutes of (laughs) each half. We got a question from the 309. Anthony, do coaches try to outsmart themselves and get burned, or are they just ignorant? Mm. That's a that's a really good question. I'm sure some coaches outsmart themselves and they burn. You know, they they wind up burned. But I'm sorry, there's nothing for this specific case. And I would say, I was I was talking about Sean McDermott and how he handled the two minute drill or or the the uh, clock management right before the two minute last night. We're all talking about Kadarius Tony lineup off sides and all that a horrible decision. But the Bills got away with not not. Uh, running the clock right not not game planning the clock right you got to force Kansas City to lose all use all their timeouts so that when they get the ball back and they're down by three at the very least they don't have timeouts instead somehow the Chiefs came out of that with both of their timeouts because they were used one earlier in the quarter but they had both of their timeouts and Mahomes is getting the ball back only needing a field goal in that spot so it was horrible but back to the question I think some coaches might outthink themselves trying to anticipate what the other side's going to do. But I think most just concentrate on their area of expertise and don't spend enough time with game management. For example, Nathaniel Hackett last year became a head coach. He concentrated on his side of the ball, which is offense. And he blew multiple games earlier in the year because of poor clock management. Jamie's guy, Dan Campbell, admitted that he blew several games in the first half last year because of poor decisions with the clock. Week 17 rolls around, or week 18 rolls around, and they're playing the Packers, and there's a a major decision to be made when it comes to the clock and Dan Campbell. And I can't remember the exact situation, was, and he, he made it perfectly. And the Lions are able to retain the ball. No issues. Don't have to worry about Green Bay coming back and winning that game. 
that's somebody that is evolving. Campbell yeah. evolved. You got to do. You, you you have to invest as maybe much. He's got a clock guy now. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. Or maybe he took the time to say, look. If I'm not if I'm not running the offense or defense, I better know the situation. And McDermott has got to be on the headset saying to Joe Brady, the offense coordinator, run the ball. We want them to waste their timeouts right now. Yeah, that's just silly to me. It was bad. It was real bad. But not not a lot of people talking about it because Kadarius Tony lined up offsides. Okay, T. And by the way, Jamie, we were talking about him not checking with the ref. There is one shot where they break the huddle. And Kadarius Tony, before he's even set, looks over to the ref and says, "Am I good?" He wasn't even set then. No, he wasn't set. So he wasn't. The ref even was set like, then. "Yeah, you're good." He was checking in before he was even set, and yeah. then never looked back. Then he was like a dog on a bone, just looking at that ball. Mm. <laughs> Bills, Bills, and Chiefs, not Super Bowl contenders. Question right. number two. Oh, I agree. Ravens uh, and Niners. Yeah, baby. Uh, we were just talking about Otani potentially being a villain in Major League Baseball He's from the 314. Speaking of villains, in your opinion, what makes a good sports villain and who was the best sports villain you've seen? Wow. Tom Brady was a really good sports villain because he was really good. He was a handsome devil, and you charming. Hated, you just, well, he's winning all the time. Well, I wouldn't call him a villain. Oh, he's a big villain. Like Bill Belichick's more of a villain than Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, I think they're they're one and the same. Are they really villains though? Oh, yeah, they cheated multiple times. Allegedly. They did bend the rules. What do you mean allegedly? They <laughs> cheated. <laughs> I Listen, think a really good villain. Guys have softer balls all the time. Okay. Well, they do. That's fine. So what about uh videotaping? Whether, whether Brady's teams. balls are hard or soft, it doesn't matter. It's all about the quarterback's feel and how it is in his hand. Well, you gotta remember about pressure too, baryonic pressure that's and right. things like that. You gotta impacts worry about a hundred percent. So I don't view yeah. that necessarily as cheating. I call that personal preference. Yeah, but Marsh is talking really more about the game filming. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was readily available. They were filming a commercial. The practice just happened to be in the background. Man. <laughs> What's going on in here? Is that, is that the Rams? Pay no attention to the guy over there with the camera. <sighs> we know who Stallions looked up to. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, Bill probably, Belichick's my favorite A coach. young Connor Stallions probably somewhere <laughs> on it, like five years old thinking, I want to do that. So let's, let's play a little game quickly here. Yeah. Real quick. Who's your best all-time NFL villain? So I'm, I'm going to do like NBA, the four major sports, NBA, NFL, NHL, and MLB. Each league, and it doesn't have to be like all time. It could just be a villain that you remember from your childhood, from okay. a team you hated, or like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like for Marshy, if it's the NFL, maybe it is Tom Brady. Yeah, he broke my heart in uh, early 2002. You kind of, you got to be good and also... Also kind of cocky and arrogant. And, and, and like hateable. But yeah. you're like so good that you're like rubbing it in people's see, face. See, I would consider Rogers like a villain, but he's not. You know? Yeah, he's like becoming likable. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either. No. See, to me, he's good and not likable. Like you're, yeah. you're a villain. But like in, Indomitian in the, Sue, that yeah. guy's a villain. That guy's a menace to society. Yeah, when you're stomping on people's He's legs. He's kicking and, people. Every yeah. play, there's something going on. Yeah. Now, he was he necessarily good enough? Although, he did win a championship with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. Like, he, people could say Dick Buttkiss. He was a villain. But we love him because he yeah. was a villain. Right. But if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, you probably hate Dick Buttkiss. Sure. For what he did so to I, several players. Yeah, I guess it's all about, it's all about you know who I mean? you root for. 
yeah. NBA, I think it's easy to say that Rodman was a villain. Mm-hmm. I think that then, you know, depending on who you cheer for, just his antics and just things. Bill Lambeer was a villain. Yeah. A lot of those Pistons were villains. All right, so let me ask you this then. Larry Bird was a villain. You ever watch him play? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was, he was dirty, man. Yeah. Okay, so is in sports, yeah. we, th- we think of like heroes and villains, movies and TV shows. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to sports, the vi- is the villain the actual team? Because like you, you bring up the Pistons, yeah. like the, the, the late 80s, early 90s Pistons, the bad boys. I think of the team. And then, of course, you've got Bill Lambier and Rodman mm-hmm. and those guys. Yeah, you, Isaiah. Could, you could say, uh, you know, the Golden State Warriors as a wow. team were villains because of one, they have Draymond Green on their team. Yeah. Two, they bring in Kevin Durant mm-hmm. because they can't beat LeBron and Kyrie Irving. Like, right. I would they consider became villains. they became villains because. Yeah. Because of that move, Yankees. whereas before that, yeah, the Yankees villains, right. Red Sox. See, I villains. think it's got to be a team. But each of those teams has one guy that stood out more than the others. Like if you look at the Baltimore Ravens, obviously Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, some people love Ray Lewis. I love the way he played the game of football, and people talk about how ferocious he was. But I guarantee, if you're a Steelers fan, or something like that, you hate Ray Lewis for sure. sure. Yeah, and he was an impact player. Yeah, I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be what team you're rooting for yeah. or against. I don't sure. know. I find yeah. it, I find it interesting. interesting. Brad yeah. Marchand's an easy one. Yeah. Oh, Sean yeah. Avery oh, is yeah. an easy yes. one to hate. Yeah. You know, Daniel mm-hmm. Carcillo was an easy one for people to hate. But those First. guys weren't really – like, Brad Marchand's the only one that's really mm-hmm. impactful of those guys. Yeah, like, when I as a Blues fan – I'd say Andrew Shaw was one of those guys. Andrew Shaw, for sure. See? He was one of those guys. I'm but sure also, Otter, Otter was some. Oh, was, he was a was piece of work. Yeah. <laughs> Otter was a piece of work. Played against him a lot. We had some battles. <laughs> you know, Cardinal fans, Brandon Phillips, Niger Morgan. Yes. Those two guys were villains yeah. in the early 2010s. Barry Bonds. Barry, that? Late wow, 2000s. Barry Bonds probably the ultimate villain. Right? Yeah. So, anyway. I, yeah. We don't have to drag this off the rails. I just find it interesting to see what people... That's good. ...their perception of a villain and what Lance the villain... Lance Armstrong. Is. Oh, yeah. Mm. The cycling psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Man, can't stand him. Drew it against him a lot? No, I mean, literally don't. <laughs> I remember watching... <laughs> yeah, I was so invested in those Tour de France. <laughs> I remember watching all of those Tour de France. Just honestly... <laughs> rooting against him. Like, so many stages, uh-huh. I just glued to the TV... <laughs> Like, there's nothing that screams intensity, Anthony, honestly, than watching yeah. a whole bunch of dudes on a bike to where you can barely see the background change at all. You just see the bike moving. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's thrilling. Ah, every time he wore that, that yellow shirt, man, I just... You're, mm. seeing, you're seeing red. Man. Or yellow, in this case. Claude Lemieux, <laughs> that's a good one, too. Question number three. All right, from the 573, besides the fact that the Dodgers will never be able to trade Shohei off, how many World Series do they need to win to make this worth it? Okay, let me ask you this. Why will they never be able to trade him off? Right now with that contract the way it is, <laughs> you got deferred money? I'm like, hey, I'm the Orioles. I'll take it. Until that bill comes due <laughs> yeah, trade 10 years to, from now. Two years left in his contract. We'll trade, <laughs> trade him back him. to somebody else. Here you yeah. go. You're like, I don't think so. I read the fried print. I guarantee he's got a no trade clause for the f- simple fact that he did work that contract that way. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if the Dodgers suck for two years, they might be like, hey, Shoei. Right. How do you like Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Uh, $700 million, I th- I think you have to win at least three World Series oh. in the time that he's a Dodger. At least three. Three and ten. I don't think that's doable. I think two. Three and ten. Two and ten is doable. You better become a dynasty. Three and ten. Three and five mm. would be a dynasty. 
I'm giving you three and ten. More like three. I hope they win zero. Oh, I'm with you on that. I can't stand them now, ju- Anthony. But to the question, how would you justify it? You have to at least win one. I mean, oh, that's Marsh. bare minimum. You're, we yeah, established you're, the bare minimum you're today. Set, you're setting the cardinal standard. I'm saying three. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, come on now. We're talking World Did Series, not divisions here. <laughs> if the yes, totally. If Mo just went. If, if Mo just buckled. You know what happened? No. He's a pit viper bit him in the back of the leg. <laughs> um, if you're the Dodgers and you win one World Series, you get to a World Series twice after that during Shohei Otani's tenure. Is that a failure? Yes. Is 700 it? million. Oh, they've already made it to the World Series without him. 700 million. Okay. I'm just asking, Anthony. You're all mad at me. Well, what's that? I mean, come on. If you're spending 700 million, what is that going for? Here, here's a here's another question. <laughs> trying to buy this World Series. <laughs> what We were just talking about villains, right? Yeah. Which era... Of this team, of like a certain team, do you did you hate? Would you hate more? Would it be the early two thousand, the late nineties, early two thousands Yankees, or this now version of the Dodgers? Yankees. The the, the dot what the you Dodgers are doing pales pales in comp- Yes, I would. It's my father's birthday too. I can't say. <laughs> I know. I know. That's why I said it for you. He Yankees. bleeds Bronx blue. I mean, come on. Uh, but still, the the Dodgers. This is the, what the Yankees were doing. Were child's play to what the Dodgers are doing. Wait well, until they signed Yamamoto. It's all relative, though, to the times. Do you know what I mean? Then I it's at the least Yankees on, way more than I hate the Dodgers right now. Then it's at least on par. Maybe it's on par. Whatever. But the, the Yankees at one point were just dominating your face mm. with whatever contract they wanted to put out there. They put it right they in just, your face. They did, and they just took that player right from right. You were, yeah, you almost had him. No, <laughs> I think the fan the fans <laughs> play a factor in that too. What's that commercial with the old the old man with the dollar? Oh, that's the Geico. The Geico. Oh, to be quicker than that. Jamie <laughs> <laughs> just said that. I was thinking of that. Almost had it. I'm sorry, Marsh. What were you saying? I, I was saying that I think no offense to your to your father. Happy birthday. <gasps> But I think fans play into that as well. They get a little bit arrogant. That's why a lot of you know, a lot of people don't like Boston fans because oh, they started winning some some championships. And they thought they were on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Where you know, let's slow down now. You, you your your franchise is used to be terrible. That's correct. But now since you win a little bit, you get a little bit of arrogancy. Yes. And yeah, and I think we're starting to see that now with Kansas City Chiefs fans as well. Oh. Shot across yeah. the bow. Phil Mollica, director extraordinaire over at Bally's Sports Midwest. Uh, says, um, I'm a big Yankees fan. That's exactly why I hate them, Phil. Oh, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> I'd like to apologize for Jamie, you know, but you know how he is. Uh, real right, quick, Phil. real quick here. Question number four. Get this in. 314, Anchorman Brawl style. Who wins in a fight? The Morning Drive, the Fastlane, or the Riz Show? Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Me, really? me and Anthony, we could come literally s- step back and eat some popcorn. Yeah. You watch got, Jamie no, take all of them No, you guys should be down. a big help. Are you kidding me? You're a young guy in great shape. You're no stranger to some of the physical violence with the sport of hockey. You know what you're doing. You can handle yourself. And Anthony's batshit, you know what? <laughs> Bat, you know, those things. <laughs> I blanked out the wrong word on that one. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> Hopefully we caught it. Yeah, oh, we I did. hit the button. Yeah. YouTube didn't, but I did. It took me a second, too. Thank it God there's a four-second delay. Yeah. Well, it was just kind of... I don't know. But Anthony's crazy, so I don't worry about us. You're absolutely right. 
Anthony take a rusty spoon and stab you. No yeah. doubt. You know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me a second, too. I'm like, I was like wait. That sounded wait. good. Yeah. I was like, blanked out the wrong word. <laughs> what word were you going to not say? Uh, you know, or which word did you not say? I was going to say, I, yeah, I was Bat trying to blank, blank out a word, yeah. except I blanked out yeah. crazy. <laughs> Out crazy. I did. Get the other one in there, though. Uh, that's all right. We dumped yeah. it. Delicious. We'll never know. Yeah. Well, some will. Well, the yeah. YouTubers are loving it. Yeah. yeah. Our apologies to really? anybody listening yeah. in the snake pit that finds it. You know what? It's a snake pit. They appreciated it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I had said that I got the biggest question of the day today. It's a, it's on Otani, and it's it's how we view him compared to a player in another sport where we would consider him kind of a, a villain. We'll get to that next. I want to win ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Fast Lane's biggest question of the day. All right, so biggest question of the day for you guys. I was thinking about this when we were talking about Shohei Otani earlier this, this hour. And, Marsh, you actually mentioned the name that I was thinking about last segment. Why aren't we viewing Shohei Otani joining the Dodgers like Kevin Durant joining Golden State? Mm. There's a big difference. I think we are, I like Shohei. Okay. At least you're willing to admit that, because I think that's would be that would be well, part of it. Did you not like Kevin Durant no. before? Because I thought Kevin Durant was somewhat of a a friendly face in the yeah. NBA. He played for OKC, small market. They almost beat Golden State. I'm hey, with Drew, you on that. He was fine. He was fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like why yeah. Shohei Otani in effort to win a World Series? And I'm not blaming him because he played in LA and uh, with the Angels on, but. In effort to win a World Series, he joined a super team with the Dodgers. Yeah, he should have joined the Cardinals, actually. He should have joined the Cardinals. That would have been perfect. And deferred all that money. Absolutely. Or just taking the $2 million just to play in baseball heaven. Yeah. I think it's more than just trying, like, joining a power team. Mm-hmm. I think now that, like, Mookie Betts, they have a great team. They have a great team. But I also feel like with the, with the L.A. Dodgers... Although all of his money is being deferred, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. Just the presence of the LA Dodgers globally. Sure. So Shohei Otani, and Shohei Otani will bring eyeballs to the Dodgers. Trust me. Yeah. Everybody over in Asia and other places, oh, yeah. no matter where they are in the world, will be tuning in for LA Dodger games. So the brand itself will spread throughout the globe and mm-hmm. they'll sell jerseys they'll sell t-shirts all this stuff so i don't know i view it as a, a financial opportunity at the same time as winning a world series it doesn't hurt that he's joining a really good team yeah but i think he made it clear from the start he wanted to go to a contender like he didn't say it, he never said oh you know what if the cincinnati reds give me a great offer i'll go there he never said that he said he wanted mm-hmm. to play on a competitive team mm-hmm. but we chastised kevin durant for doing that 
We are celebrating I this Shohei Otani. I view this different, and it's not just because I can't stand basketball. It's because... Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's exactly why you can't stand basketball. Maybe. Anthony, you know what? That's your opinion, and you're entitled to that, okay? Don't make me hit the dump button like, again. Like we said before, I've been working with you for yeah. three and a half years now. Should have been four. I know could, you. Could have been four. I opted out. Um, so... The way I view it differently, though, is if it was a hockey player, I'd view it differently, too. Yeah. Only because baseball is so specialized when it comes to hitting and pitching. Like, if it was just a second baseman or something that joined, you'd be like, okay, I get it, you know. But Shohei Otani is, like, he's an ace and he's a cleanup hitter. Like, it's so different. Kevin Durant was a great player. But he was one of five on the court. Mm-hmm. At no point, I shouldn't say at no point is there one-on-ones, because there are, but there are in hockey, too. You're right, football. though. There's five compared it's to. A t- it's a team, whereas yeah. the matchup of on the bump, Shohei Otani, game one of the World Series against Aaron Judge of the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why you're paying him the money. This is why... You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just view it differently. I think I think your, your point about there's f- there's only five in basketball. If you have two superstars, you can win a title. If you have three, you're almost guaranteed to win one, right? If you can assimilate ass- that. Uh, in baseball, with nine plus an entire bullpen and pitching staff, like the talent is a little bit spread out more. But I just think it's interesting that I haven't heard one person say, "Oh, he's just." He's going to the Dodgers to win one. Couldn't win one with the Angels. Now he's just joining a he super couldn't. team. We did that, right? But we did that with Durant. Couldn't beat him, so he joined him. So and then never won again. If he no, joined true. the the Yankees, though, he's not a bus driver. Ask Charles Barkley. He's a passenger. He's not a driver. Well, he, Chuck ain't wrong. If he joined the Yankees, would we have the same? Who, Kevin Durant? No, not It'd be Kevin way Durant. different. I think different. that would be way more intriguing, though. Yeah, I don't, think, think, he yeah, I don't right? think he can hit. How he big do you think that strike zone is? As big as Aaron Judge is? How tall is Aaron Judge? 6'7"? He's probably... No, he's probably... Durant's like 6'10", isn't he? How about... Um, how about Mizzou, Mizzou Center? Seven. He's listed at 7'5". What? How's the quarterback going to see over him? <laughs> <laughs> Basketball team. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Anthony. <laughs> Not center in football. Basketball. You love what I do. So we got a text from the, we got a text from three one four. Seriously, seven five. That's. I mean, they probably had it three inches, right? That's but even a seven huge seven two guy. I mean, holy smokes. The three one four says, "I hate Otani now. He needs what? the A Rod treatment." Okay. All right. Well, so he's not on maybe. PDs, we think. No, not that kind of treatment. Not that treatment, Jamie. They're joining the Yankees treatment. Nobody liked A-Rod, though. That's not fair. Nobody liked him to begin with. Everybody always thought he was pompous, little When did it turn, though? Because with the Mariners, I felt like he was Uh, okay. By the end of his tenure with the Mariners, the secret was out. Okay, he's guys a turd. But Yeah. Yeah. Teammates, people, media were like, good luck with this guy. Right. Hell of a player, but is he a guy that you want to go have beers with? Maybe if he's buying. I mean, sure. I'll go to Vegas with you, A-Rod. <laughs> you, you know what, though? I'll be your Huckabee. I, like, this is... This is a... Did you say Huckabee? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Huckleberry? Yeah. <laughs> Huckabee's a politician, <laughs> You gotta be careful around here. That's my fault. <laughs> like, no idea what, what side he's on. That's amazing. <laughs> I just said it to you because you always say it. 
But you say it right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Marshy. Huckleberry. We're idiots, Marshy. Go ahead. Uh, My My man. My my thoughts on the Dodgers, like as a as a whole. I don't. I don't yeah, like the Dodgers. Like I don't. I don't like them. And it's good because they're good, right? I, yeah. I don't like because because they're good. They get the best players. But if you look at the the main players on their team, from an outside perspective, they're all likable dudes. Freddie Freeman, likable dude. Right. Rookie Betts, likable dude. Does have good teeth. Yeah. Shohei Otani, likable dude. Like that's their big three. Yeah. I. Great hair. So it's like where. Do we do we not like the players anymore, or do we just like not them. like the team? I don't like them. Everybody I don't like. They're the trying team. to buy. They're trying Everybody. to. Buy, they're trying to buy a championship. I agree. I don't. And like, we've had a problem with that, Marsh. And I know you're with me, so I'm not yelling at you. Like teams, I'm yelling with you. I don't like teams that buy championships unless they're, they're here buying in St. a championship. Louis. We hated the Yankees. We hated the Warriors for it. Now the Dodgers just get some free pass. Why? Because they got terrible hot dogs? No, I don't get it. I don't, don't get like it at all. Dogs? No. The, the, by the way, the price of their wiener is just $45 a wiener yeah. now. If to go to a Dodger a game, that I'm sure. That wiener better be damn good. It better be damn good. By the way, speaking of prices going up, did you see that the Blue Jays, when it when it came out that Otani was quote-unquote flying to Toronto, that <laughs> the game one prices went up, and then when it turned out that he signed with the Dodgers, it went down to like 50 bucks. <laughs> Imagine being Sorry. one of those guys that bought tickets. Oh, no. And they were like 300, 400 bucks. That's not a bad idea if you're a, kind you're of a like, shady company. Oh, man. Just now, re- what you have to do, oh, yeah, never mind. You couldn't flip the tickets. Not for, that's a, just a no, bad yeah. business decision. <laughs> yeah, right here. You yeah. got you to eat it, invite a client, and yeah. write it off. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, Jamie was so smooth in that transition. It was it was awesome. He's like, nope, I made a mistake, and then he turned it into a positive. That's a pro. All right, that's your biggest question of the day. You're in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. When we return, criticism scobbling next. We're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. missed anything from today's show you can always download the podcast available at 101espn.com or your 101 espn mobile app all brought to you by dobbs tire and auto centers we talked about otani a lot jamie ticked off cardinals fans a lot with some of his comments uh i i blame the the bills for being embarrassing just as much uh, as Kadarius tony and the chiefs last night so you can listen to the podcast find out uh the reasons behind that jamie talked about Maybe where the, the the Blues are missing some offense might not be where you thought they were missing offense, and uh, we we just had a lot of laughs today. Lots it's of a good laughs. Day it was radio. a good day, no question. All right, Marsh, what do you got for questions or questions? Questions what? and answers. <laughs> what do you got it's for criticism <laughs> and compliments? All right, we got a uh, one from the six three six. Stewie is great. Got me refinanced when others couldn't, saving me over five hundred dollars a month. Yes, a boy, Stewie. Stewie's incredible. This he is, is why we tell everybody to call him. We're not joking. It's not like a sh- a shtick for yeah. us. Every day, even Stewie comes in here, he's off the air. He talks to us and tells us about things that he's doing, what he's planning on doing. Like 
This guy is constantly working. This is the this is the person that you absolutely want to be re, like refinancing loan. All this. he's in the in the most in the best way possible. He's he's a psychopath when it comes to this the, his work, and he mm-hmm. loves it. Uh, last one here from the three one four. You know, didn't get to listen to much today. Was pleasantly surprised to hear the three musketeers today. This show, man, just has a different buzz when all three of you guys are in the booth together. Just like that fastball that has extra onion or zip on it nice. from a starter in the eighth inning of yeah. a complete game shutout. Man, it's music to my ears. Keep on trucking, fellas. Have a great week. Wow, Dang. fantastic. Thank you. you That's an awesome text. Absolutely. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, you know, it's funny. Jamie and I, were, me, Jamie, and Mark, we were talking about that, too. Jamie's doing a lot of traveling with the Blues and uh, well-deserved opportunity, man. Absolutely is crushing it. But we do love when all three of us are in the in the studio together. Yeah, and we appreciate your patience on the days we're not no all doubt. together in yeah, studio. Yeah, we appreciate you listening. For Andrew Marsh and Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalter. Monday Night Football tonight. See ya! You've been listening to the Fast Lane Podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.